Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Merchants! I'm not sure I really care if any of you had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. And I already had my breakfast of turkey leg, dark meat, stuffing, deviled eggs. Let me see. Yeah, deviled eggs. (laughs) I will have that again for dinner tonight. Okay? No, I'm kidding, man. I hope everyone had a great turkey day, man. Great day of football. I think it was. I think it was. Get this. There were more different narratives that came out of every different. I don't know about you, but when I watch a game and then I listen to other people talk about a game, it's like listening to people talk about politicians. You see that guy completely different than I do. You know, you 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 see a person completely different, I think, than I do. Dak Prescott's the number one ranked pro football focus quarterback heading into this weekend. <laughs> would I would I take Dak Prescott to win a big game? No. So what does that really mean? Uh, th- think about that. You got people talking that Dak's the best quarterback in the NFL versus the Giants, the Panthers. Who were the bums they played yesterday? The Commanders. And by the way, you know what people are going to immediately do? I heard Bayless even make the comment today. Hey, the Washington Commanders, they pushed the Eagles more, okay? They pushed the Eagles more than what they do with us. Comes down to matchups, man. That's got nothing really to do with anything. That's how you take that? The Philadelphia Eagles are 9-1, and one, and they've beaten great teams on their – they got a great resume. I would say the Eagles have the best resume of any team in the NFL right now. Look at the teams you've beaten. Look at the quarterbacks and the coaches you've beaten. Big Sills is doing a show just for my birthday. Hey, Q, I like how you think. That's how I think. I'm just kidding. Hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to you, Q. Uh, you could send me my 30 bucks. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, homie. Everybody gets a free cameo. Happy birthday. Instead of the folks that have to go on my Twitter page. By the way, I encourage you to go on my Twitter page. At Dan Cilio Show. Let's go, Big Sills. Hey, it's not Black Friday. It's Italian Friday. I think that's socially racist. Sorry, everyone, but I think Black Friday is a socially racist thing. I'm like Shaquille O'Neal. I think it's a prejudice comment, so I'm going to call it an Italian Friday. There, how you feeling? Good? It's a white Friday. I don't know. Sounds weird, man. There you go, Matt. That's what I'm saying. It's a Paisan Friday. 
How about that? It's a pie. By the way, I'm watching my Canes, too. They're actually doing something good today against Boston College. You're fighting to go seven and five. Okay? There used to be a time at that program where five losses on a Miami Hurricane ledger took a decade. <laughs> okay? But, hey, all right. We're trying to get somewhere. We're trying to get somewhere, okay? We'll talk about the games yesterday. Hey, let me make it very clear here to you. Did you see what the Lions did yesterday? They lost to the Packers, right? Philly doesn't lose games like that. They don't lose games like that. That's what the Lions are still trying to figure out. They don't play down to their competition ever. They may not play their great game. They may not play a very talented game. They could have turnovers, but they always find a way in the end to win. I, I Personally, I think that there's no quarterback in the NFL right now that is a better leader than Jalen Hurts. There, I'll give you that. Excuse me. He earned that. Jalen Hurts, you got to remember something. When you make comments about him, you can't say anything about giving. He's learned every single thing that comes his way. No one's ever dubbed him and gave him anything. He's earned every single thing, an accolade, to this point. There's other quarterbacks in this league that haven't earned it. One of those guys is coming in to Lincoln Financial on Sunday. So again, Jalen Hurts has earned more. Isn't that fair? Would you say that's fair? That Jalen Hurts has earned more than Josh Allen has. I mean, Josh Allen's a first-round draft choice. Jalen Hurts was an afterthought. And I say that with due respect to a second-rounder. But he was never drafted to be the guy here, ever. And he became the guy. So nothing was given to him. Okay? It is incredible how mature he is. Boy, I'll tell you something, man. The NFL wants to give Dak Prescott that MVP award. Holy cow. Do they want to do everything in their power to give that guy that MVP? I personally think the NFL wants Dak Prescott to be the face of the National Football League. And they're going to do everything in their power to make that happen. Jalen Hurts will put up the most important things. Effort, record, results. You know what Dak will put up? He'll put up, instead of the star of David, he'll put up the Dallas Cowboys star so that you all know where baby cowboy is. It's like the wise men of the NFL and how they look at anybody who plays in Dallas. Oh, it's baby cowboy. Where do we go for it? Let's send the wise men to Dallas. It's, it's like, then you get there and you're like, this ain't the guy. <laughs> this ain't the guy. Right? This, Dak, Dak is a better quarterback than Jalen. Jalen Hurts has done more in his time in the league and has accomplished more in his time in the league than Dak Prescott and Tony Romo combined have. You know, I talked to you about that record. And by the way, the record, the holding the best record for the top um, one loss percentage record 
for 30 weeks. There's nothing behind it yet. So I don't know. It shows great consistency. There's a lot that you can read into it. But at the end of the day, everything has to get validated with a stamp. Okay? You have to stamp something here. And that's with a championship. So if we're going to go by that context and how I look at shit, Jalen Hurts has accomplished more in his short time starting in the NFL than Dak Prescott and Tony Romo combined. And that's like 26 years of football. What are those two guys accomplished? Zero. Hallow stats, some nice seasons, but you, you can't even get out of the first round. You're like the Joel Embiid. No, at least Joel Embiid's got an MVP award. I can't even compare you to Joel Embiid. Dak's never been to a championship game? Hey, Jones, Dak's never been to an NFC championship game. Okay? I mean, okay, you, if you want a, a championship game, okay, yeah, yeah. Like Super Bowl. Yeah, you're right. Championship game, NFC championship. What up, maniac? Happy holidays to you, my friend. Okay, so I'll say this to you, too, about the Niners. They look good. They look good, but you don't get extra credit for having guys out. And now you want to be dubbed the best team in the NFL? No way, man. You don't get that. Hey, Niners, I think you're playing as good as Philly. But Philadelphia has overcome injuries and what have you to put the record up. You couldn't do it. They did it. Got to give them credit, man. Media can't stand the birds. Having the best quarterback in the NFC. After everything is said and done, Ryan, if he wins the Super Bowl, you can make the argument he's the best quarterback in the NFL. If Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl and goes through this gauntlet and host, I'll, I'll say it. If Jalen Hurts goes through this gauntlet of teams and then they win the Super Bowl, he would have had the best season of any quarterback in the National Football League and heading into the next year, he may not have the resume because of the length of time that Mahomes has put in there, but he's in the room now. He's in the room. You can't deny it. His play is elevating himself. His play is elevating. His play is stimulating. It's motivating. And the 49ers do not get the dub. We're a good team now. See? Well, you know what? He still had a three-game losing streak. In the Jalen Hurts era, they've not had a losing streak. I think you guys did in that two and five start. I think there was somewhere in there where you guys had a couple losses in that Two and five start. Maybe there were three in a row. I'm not sure. But um, I know there were two at least in a row in that two and five start. But after that, they, I don't think they've had two. Lo I can't remember the last time they've had two losses in a row. Okay. Heck of a start to a career for Jalen Hurts. Now for the cutting of Derek Barnett. It took you this long to get rid of the guy? He's been eating up a roster spot. Personally, I think it's for Shaquille Leonard, not for Quez Watkins. Why would I open up a spot for Quez Watkins? 
Why would I bring him off injured reserve? He's a non-factor. Why would I bring him and put him on my roster right now? Nobody on that wide receiving court likes him. Nobody in the huddle respects him. Why would you put, I think he's played his last down. And if you put that guy on the roster, shows you again the bullshit stuff that still goes on with that front office. He doesn't deserve a roster spot. I think, again, I think they've opened that up. Don't you think that's a smoke signal to Shaquille Leonard? Here's your spot. You want to come play? We got one for you. Sign on the dotted line. Here's the number we're willing to do. You know everyone that comes to Philly increases their value. You'll help us get to a Super Bowl. And if you want to go in the open market after that, you want to go in the open market, have at it. But when you come to Philadelphia, you don't depreciate in value. You accelerate. I can't think of a place in my mind where I've ever seen anything like that outside of New England during the Brady era. Do you understand what that means, what Jalen Hurts is doing? Jalen Hurts is making it convenient for free agents to want to come here and play because he gives them all the chance to accelerate their value and not depreciate. How many places do you see free agents roll into and all of a sudden you're like, what? Look at Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook went into New York, right? Look at the value he doesn't have now. I mean, look at... Look at the wide receiver, Lazard. He depreciated in value. That does not happen in Philly. If I had to bet, it's definitely for Shaq Leonard. That's Tone saying that. As soon as I saw them whack the guy and wave him today, I said, that's for Shaq Leonard. They're telling Shaq Leonard, we have a spot for you right now. But you have to decide by the end of the day today. Okay, or we're probably going to put Queasy Watkins on. I think they're telling him, we, got, we have to have a decision, either by today or tomorrow. What are you doing here? And if, that, if not, then they'll, they'll, they're not going to activate Queasy Watkins if I can get Shaq Leonard. Okay? You know, it, it, it's Black Friday for shoppers. Hey, Shaq Leonard. If you're shopping for a place to go play ball, do you really want to play? You'll get paid in Dallas if you perform. They'll overpay you even. You'll be a big star. But I'm going to run you out of the business. I had one of the greatest talents of all time, and the Eagles ruined them. Every single time we play against the Cowboys, we ruin them. Roseman International had one of the greatest stars. Dude, you go to Philly, you're going to win yourself an opportunity at making more money and getting yourself an opportunity to pay, potentially go out and land a free agent deal that will help you. 
Today, ESPN said, it's boring talking about Jalen. Great. Ryan, great. It was boring talking about Brady. Check down, check down, check down, check down, check down, win. Check down, check down, check down, check down, check down, win. Check down, check down, check down, Amendola, Walker, Welker, Edelman, check down, Sony Michelle, win. Not a lot, hey, not a lot of content, especially from the coach even. Okay? Hey, would you rather have that? Jalen Hurts is a carbon copy of Tom Brady and how he handles himself and how he conducts himself as a leader. He completely has followed the Tom Brady code of being a leader in this game. Every single intangible that Brady had, hard work, massive chip on their shoulder, Never losing is instilled in the kid. By the way, didn't Brady have the same bullshit career in college that Jalen had? It was just a little reversed. They kept trying to take that damn job away from him every freaking year. Lloyd Card is the carbon copy of Nick Saban. They did everything to give that thing to Drew Henson. To Brian Greasy, to every stiff quarterback that Michigan has ever had. They finally had to relent and give it to him. Okay? They finally had to give it to him. Then the respect level in the draft, he's 199. And Brady pushed that lumber yard. He don't have a chip on his shoulder. He puts a lumber yard on his shoulder. Jalen Hurts has a lumber yard. He's got a lumber yard on his shoulder. Those are dudes with chips on your soul. I mean, Nick Sirianni's got a chip against potentially Andy Reid. Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady have lumber yards. Lumber yards. I mean... It's, 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 you see it every day. He take, you know, both men took nothing for granted. By the way, we're going to look, I'm going to give you my, my pick for Eagles and Bills here in a second. First off, I want to do this. I want to ask you something about Derek Barnett in the Eagle front office. I want to do a small exercise here with you on first round draft choices over the last 10 years. And I, I want to get your picks and your thoughts on this and how well you think the front office has done. You can help me and educate me here um, on first-round draft choices that the Eagles have drafted over the last 10 years. Jalen Carter, 2023, ninth pick, hit or miss. We're going to play a game called hit or miss, Okay. Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, 2023, ninth pick, hit or miss. Let's do this. Hit or miss. I think that's a massive hit. Right? Nolan Smith, 
Can I tell you what I'm going to give Nolan Smith? I'm going to give Nolan Smith an incomplete. Okay? I, I haven't seen anything in the kid. So I'm going to give him an incomplete. Is that fair? An incomplete. Right? Nolan Smith is not a hit. He is not a hit. Don't don't cloud the don't don't lie. Okay? Don't lie about okay. Nolan Smith is that dude. How the frig would you know that? Okay? He's in I'm giving him an incomplete. It's not a miss. No way. I'm going to move on. Hey, watch this. Jordan Davis. Hit or miss. Nick Sills. Say it. Hit. Devontae Smith. These are first rounders. Hit. So three of the four first rounders since 2021 have been hits. The other guy incomplete. I think that's pretty, I think that's awesome, actually. I, I think I think that's awesome. Jalen Rager, 2020, 21st pick wide receiver. That's a miss. Andre Dillard, 2019, 22nd pick. That's a miss. Never did really grab a starting position. And that's what you're drafting first-rounders to become, starters. Not all pros, but a consistent starter for you. Derek Barnett, 2017, 14th pick. That's a miss. Let me ask you about Wentz in 16, second player taken. Is that hit or miss? I, look at this. I put a question mark there. Is that hit or miss for the Eagle front office? Hit? Hit? Let me hear, see what Tone says. It was a bunt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not a miss. It's. I don't think it's a miss either. I'm going to say hit. I left it. I left it clean. Tone, would you say hit? Again, he started. He won. It didn't last long. That's our problem. And we wanted him at least play ten years, but that didn't come through. But it can't be a miss. It's a hit. Carson Wentz was a hit. I, I, and I left that blank for a reason because I wanted to see how you guys looked at it. So, for, okay, Nelson Aguilar, hit or miss? I think that's a miss. Nelson Aguilar. Am I wrong when I say that? Or do you think it's a hit? Again, if he was a solid starter, that's not a miss. You don't have to be all pro. You don't have to be 
a pro bowler. You have had to start and were productive. Okay? Nelson is tricky. He was huge in the Super Bowl year, started almost every game. Well, shit, man. I thought he was a bust. Not a bust, but a, I thought he was a miss. Nelly was a hit. Career year was 17. Okay. Okay. I said miss, but a hit. If he started and was productive and helped you win, that's not a miss. See, you want these guys to be all pros and potential Hall of Fame guys. Dude, when people draft guys in the first round, the number one priority is if they were starters for you and contributed over five years or four years, something like that. That's what a first-round draft choice's requirements are. Like, when you get a guy like Jason Kelsey in the fourth round or fifth round, whatever the hell it was, and he turns out to be a Hall of Famer, <laughs> or even Josh Sweat in the fourth, that's Grand Slam shit. Jalen in the second is Grand Slam. Okay? I don't think Derek Barnett was a hit. His undisciplined and the way he played the game, having more penalties than sacks, is not a hit. He's counterproductive. He had flashes. That guy was not a hit. Marcus Smith, linebacker, 014. 20th pick or the 26th pick? I think it was the 26th pick. Was he a hit or miss? These are guys over the last 10 years. Okay? Marcus Smith. Miss. Lane Johnson. Hit. So in the last 10 years, Howie Roseman has six hits and four four guys who didn't hit. Or not, not Howie, because I know Howie was there from like a, 2010 to 14 and then 19 to now. He's in the building. I kind of get it. And it's not all him. There are other components, chips in there and shit like that. I get it. But the front office that they have right now, they've hitting on 60% of their first-round draft choices. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take 60% on hitting on my first-rounders. Especially when my general manager knows how to cover my mistakes with free agents. That's why you're winning. You're hitting on 60% in the last decade. And especially over the last three. You know, three of the four guys that you've drafted in the first round are hits. One is incomplete. Not a bad comment, man. He's not been able to get on the field yet. Nobody knows. He could he could turn out to be the next Michael Parsons. I'm not... I'm not saying anything negative on Nolan Smith. I like the kid, the way he thinks, his speed, his tenacity, his back. I love everything about the guy. Nothing I don't like. I never thought he was the ninth player taken or anything up there where some people thought he was going to be in the top 10. I never thought that. I thought he'd be down in the 30s. 
from 30 to 26, somewhere near I thought he'd be. But I never in a million years thought. And by the way, when I look back now on Jordan Davis, is he properly selected now at 13th or was he overdrafted? Um, he's getting to a point, if he continues his play this year, you might say he's been, he was um, he was underdrafted. That's how much improvement he's made. He has made so much improvement in his game that you potentially could start to say 13th pick. I don't know, man. Could have put him in the 10th. In the 10th hole and felt pretty good about it. I'm not saying he's Jordan Davis or um, Jalen Carter, but I'll tell you what, he plays a run better than Jalen Carter. He may not be the pass rusher, but I think they all set one another. One guy's skill set is he's a better run blocker or a better run defender, and the other guy may be a little bit better pass rusher. But they're both exceptional at stopping the run. Okay? Okay? Jordan Davis has upped his game. Totally has. Prince says Dallas Cowgirls beating teams with a winning, a winning record. Miss. <laughs> Texas uh, Mitch sucks too. Hey, Prince. Dude, man, I swear. The only thing that was a hit was 80-year-old Dolly Parton. I couldn't believe the old lady was moving around the stage the way she was. I was shocked. They're also singing We Are the Champions. That song is as old as the Cowboys' last Super Bowl. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Why are you singing We Are the Champions in Arlington? I mean, the last – the internet wasn't around the last time the Cowboys were good. Think about that. There was no internet, and you were on MySpace. How many of those picks in the second half of the first round were hits? Um. And what, what what did you mean by that? In the second, no, no, I was talking first rounders. Okay, I'm talking. I was only hitting on first rounders because you guys have hit on numerous picks in other rounds. Okay, yeah, I don't know what was older, Dolly. Hey, I didn't mind Dolly. Not my type of thing. Hey, by the way, who's this guy Harlow? I thought this was like the the main rapper for the Mickey Mouse Club. What's that guy Harlow's name? He was fucking terrible, man. I was in bed. That guy was rapping. I was like, what's he doing? This guy was rapping about my mom. Rapping about my mom. Mom put my socks together in my top drawer. Top drawer. Top drawer. She folds my pants. Folds my pants. Hangs my clothes. Hangs my clothes. Cleans my room. All I know. All I know. I was going, what's he doing, man? <laughs> hey, Jack Harlow, man. That was like the nicest rapper I've ever seen in my life. Nothing but a nice guy. Nothing but a nice guy. Come and like me. I like you. I'm one nice I was like, what the? <laughs> what in the world was this guy rapping about? <laughs> hey, I, I swear to you. I text Luther Campbell. I said, you've got to check. This guy's worse than Vanilla Ice. I'm my mom. My mom brought my socks. She, my mom puts my socks in my top drawer. She washes my clothes, washes my clothes, washes my sheets. Even when I do the dirty deed. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I mean, okay. Jack Harlow. Did that guy suck out? Dolly was better. <laughs> I do like Dolly too, man. Jack Harlow. He's a rapper. 
can't be. I bet Tone digs that guy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Shows a better rapper than Harlow. Dude, he got out there and he was moving around. And I'm like, what? He's in Detroit, too. Eight miles right down the street. <laughs> hey, Tone. Dude, that guy, you could have threw a rock to eight mile. My mom folds my socks. Mom folds my socks and my clothes. Makes me a bowl of soup. Rubs my feet. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> man, the top drawer rapper. <laughs> Holy cow, man. I was like, okie dokie. By the way, Lane Johnson rounds it off. So Derek Barnett being a, being a bust, you're hitting on 60%. This is about numbers here. So Barnett doesn't pan out. 60% of your first rounders do over the last decade. You're winning. Romo perv um, over Dolly on national television. Jeez. I wonder what Zach Wilson thought. <laughs> Damn. Look at Dolly, man. Woo. I thought she was hot too, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm all good with Dolly Parton, man. She helps the world. She's a good person, man. I like anybody who throws love, except the NFL doesn't like that that much. You know, we got wars going on, so they want to make sure they hang in there. All right, let's take a look at this. Give me a score for Sunday. Give me a score for Sunday. Did I write one down? Yeah, I did. Tony Romo pretends he's Troy Aikman. Jalen Hurts is more accomplished than Tony Romo. Okay? Tony Romo's Kirk Cousins. Oh, my God, Tone. Oh, my God. Tone says, remember this. Tone says 30-21 birds. 31-27, 42-24. All right, let me get into it. Bills Eagle Sunday, Lincoln Financial. No question the quarterback that will be the number one focus on Sunday will be Josh Allen and not Jalen Hurts. Why? He leads the NFL in INTs. However, he also leads the National Football League in touchdowns. He's Brett Favre. He's a modern-day Brett Favre. That's who Josh Allen is. He is Brett Favre. Keep that in context. What does that mean? He's going to make big plays on you. But he's going to throw you a few. Okay? He's going to throw you a few. Eagles have to keep an eye on that James Cook's kid. Now, albeit they're starting to crow about him because they dominated the Jets. Okay. I mean, Eagles lose to the Jets. Again, I look at that Jets game and I don't even, I don't even take that part of the evaluation of the, do you know that's, you want to hear something crazy? Tone, I don't know if you guys do this on sports take or anyone else does. 
when I evaluate the Eagles, I don't evaluate the Eagles with the Jets game. I take it out. You know why? Your greatest performance and your worst performance, I think you're somewhere in the middle. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, I don't think you're as great as that, and I don't think you're as poor as that. I think you're somewhere in the middle. And so I take the what's in the middle. I take the best and the worst out, and who are you? Allen is a modern-day Favre with more mobility. True, Q. Is, is that is that that's how I look at teams, especially when you're 10 games in now. You take the best game out, you take the worst game out. Who are you? What are you? You get more of a context of that than talking about the worst game and the because those are the two most extremes. The NFL is about consistency. Are we not on page at least with that? It's about consistency. Take the best and the worst, put it to the side. This tells me who you are. Bills can't stop the run? Hey, Kansas City couldn't. And they annihilated you. Kansas City couldn't stop the run. You want to know something, in my opinion? It wasn't so much what Kansas City was doing to you against the run. It was more what the Eagles weren't doing to prepare for the run. Or a little of both. Um, Kahil Shakur, a second-year player, I think is somebody that you got to keep an eye on. Um, I think they're bringing him along. He's a second-year wide receiver. Call me crazy, but Lane Johnson should be MVP. Uh, no. MVP of that football team right now is A.J. Brown or Jalen Carter. And, and soon on the rise, and who's rising quickly, is Hassan Reddick. Reddick is on the rise. Um, Stefan Diggs, he looks pretty good next to him. Um, again, the Bills are getting a lot of credit for dismantling the Jets. And the Eagles beat the Cowboys and Chiefs in back-to-back games, and the Dolphins for that matter. I mean, I can't give the Bills credit when you're 6-5. and five, And you want me to blow you up here a little bit. And the Eagles have beaten these teams with great records and great quarterbacks and great coaches. I just can't do it. I won't do it. I don't care what your quarterback stats look like. I mean, Buffalo's two and three in the last five games. How much love do you really want me to give Buffalo? Where Philly's four and one with wins over the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Dolphins. What, what in the world, where do I give you the credit? Eagles are the Rocky of the NFL. Gary, how, why do people keep saying that? How could you be the Rocky when you're knocking out Apollo Creed every weekend? How is that possible? Oh, you mean with the media? Okay. KC did not have a good run defense. They were one of the worst coming in. They were giving up 138 yards on the ground, 148 on the the ground. That's not true. 
they were not a very good run defense heading into that Eagle game. That's not true, DL. The Eagles haven't played their best game. I think they have yet or reached their peak yet. This is crazy. Just saying so. Hey, hey Prince, I think they're going to, they just need to clean it up and it'll look better and be more efficient. See, they're not hitting at a fit. Now, Prince, if you mean they're not hitting at high efficiency, which will make it better, you're right. But I don't think they're going to play any better. Everyone is down on Sidney Brown. Not down. He's inexperienced because of his play. But the size mastering the defense, that Kincaid kid will be out Sunday. It's a safety play. Man with slots. I'll lose it Sunday. I'll say this to you. That kid Ferguson for the Cowboys is coming along. He looks pretty good, man. That kid Ferguson is coming along for the Cowboys as a tight end. He is coming along. I'm not down on Sidney Brown. He's just not ready to play yet. Like Nolan Smith, he's not ready to play. They never give up. Keep getting knocked down. Gary. I don't know how you can call a team the Rocky and the underdog when you're beating the elite teams on a weekly basis. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you see that. I'm not, I'm saying, Gary, I don't know how others, why are they doing that? If, if it's because of the city of Philly and you don't like Philly or you don't like Boston or you don't like Buffalo or you don't like whatever, for whatever reason, Okay. And you've got a negativity towards Philadelphia for some reason. I, I, I think some people look at Philly like Boston. You know? Godzilla's wearing green. <laughs> look at you. General, general tied this into the Eagles. Only an Eagle fan could do that. I think the media looks at Philly kind of like the way they look at Boston sometimes. Not as extreme, though, as Boston. Nobody's defecating in Bill Russell's bed after he wins a sixth NBA championship and writing the N-word on his wall and crap. I'm, that, that I'm not saying is going on. But I, they, there is a little bit of that, I think, when it comes to how people look at Philadelphia and how hard it is on people and how rough it is. I don't think it's rough. I think it's fair. I never looked at Philadelphia and went, Man, these fans are assholes, and they're way over the – I look at it as being fair and impatient. What's wrong with that when you're paying the salaries and the money that you pay for tickets, and all you want to have is a great product, and your owners put a great product on the field, quarter ice, or diamond for you, and you expect that? I think every city in the country should expect that. I'm not sure what the hell you're looking at if you're a fan. Sitting around waiting for a decade for you to build something – how much longer are you going to keep going with the Flyers? You finally had enough and stopped going. Now they're building something and doing something. Okay? Now they're starting to get it done here. Good for them. That's how you used to look at – that's how you used to look. I never looked at Philadelphia that way ever in my life. Jerome told me about you guys years ago. I never looked at that. I looked at people that were like me. That's why most people around the country don't get me. Because they don't get you. I am from Philly. I love Philly. Rocky in the 14th round. <laughs> Big Seals, Jacob needs to get you a ticket to the game Sunday. Thank you, Wheels. That's nice. Eagles are more like Mike Tyson. 
I'd rather be George Foreman. George Foreman knocked out better opponents. Okay, you you become irrelevant if you accept mediocrity. That's right, man. Philadelphia, Dan Cilio, it's because despite us winning, they give us no respect. That's where the underdog in us wants to prove them wrong. Philadelphia, you know what? You know how you shut a person like that up? You ignore them. You ignore them and you become more obnoxious. You ignore them. You want me to give you the blue book and the blueprint on how you treat people to make them hate you more? You want me to do it? Ignore them. Don't bring up the cow. Like in the conversation, see, Jalen would never do this. Tone and I and everybody else would. You know what we would do? Well, who do you, who do you think are your biggest competitions? Uh, it's really us internally here. You know, um, there's a lot of fine teams out there, but we don't really look at anybody else. We just look at us. And it's really more about us preparing each and every single week to go one and oh. I don't really look at Dallas, San Francisco. Those names are just teams on the schedule as far as I'm concerned. This comes out to this. We take care of business. I'm I'm pretty happy with where we'll be at the end of 60 minutes. You want to piss people off? Do it like that. Birds haven't been outclassed in any game. Disrespect starts with Frankfurt Yellow Jackets. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> That's right. Hey, what what hey, what'd you make of the Cowboys win? Sorry, I wasn't watching. You didn't watch the Turkey Day games? No, you know what? I got to worry about getting rehab and I was doing my game plan of watching some film on the Bills. What happened? Oh, they won. Who'd they beat? They beat the Commanders. Oh, that's great. Division rival? I'm sure that was a heck of a ball game. Did you see the Lions lost? No. <laughs> you weren't watching the Lions? They were right behind you in home field. Oh, I didn't even know that. Because we we're, we look to go 1-0 and every week. We don't really count our victories and hold midseason parades like, you know, some people do. That might be over the line because somebody would read that into being a dig at Dallas. I might throw a subtle dig like that at Dallas. Yeah, we don't throw midseason parades. That's not who we are. It's not kind of, that's not how we operate here. There's no midseason parades. The only thing you get for being nine and one is you get the first dibs on the line at the smoothie bar. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You get, yeah, you're the first dude up at the smoothie bar. Okay. Yeah. You're the, hey, nine and one, what's it mean at the Novacare Center? Well, you're the first guy up at the cafeteria for the uh, for the chefs to be able to cook. Hey, congratulations. You know what you get in Dallas? Big old rings and trophies. Jerry opens up the trophy case. You guys get to wear the 1978 uh, Super Bowl rings and shit. <laughs> you swear you were in a museum. You got to remember something. When you go to Dallas nowadays, you it, it, it's, it's like going to – it's like going to a museum in Egypt. You go to Dallas now, you walk in. 1978, 1992, 1971. It's like, it's like going, it's like going to a museum. This is what we did back 
to the Orange Crush. What was that? That soda back in the day? No, it was the Denver Bronco defense in the 1978. 78? I was 10 years old. <laughs> uh, let me finish here. Now, here's something to look at here. Tone, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Have the Eagles scored 15 passing touchdowns and 15 rushing touchdowns this year? Because if that's the case, boy, they're trying to get those numbers right in there. Is that the case this year? Do they have 15 rushing touchdowns and 15 passing touchdowns? Because the way I'm looking at it, okay, over the last couple of weeks, isn't that kind of getting the center? They're kind of they're kind of getting the center a little bit here, right? I thought that was interesting when I looked that up. Fifteen passing TDs and fifteen rushing TDs. Huh? I wonder where they were a year ago at that time. Were they there that? Were they there a year ago, like there? After ten games, nothing better than seeing Jerry Jones after a loss. It's like seeing that guy on. Um, What's that guy? You know, you know the uh, the guy that knocks on the door, in uh, what is that movie? Uh, that Stephen King movie. He's like the he's like the grave digger guy. <laughs> Hello, knocks on the door. Little girl's going like this. Jesus, he looks like that guy, man, or he looks like Skeletor. Fifteen touchdowns and fifteen passing touchdowns, huh? He's starting to set into the ship here a little bit. Bills are shaky on defense, okay, especially in the secondary. They're shaky. But here's the one thing that I will say to you that you guys are not adding in. You're telling half the story, okay? You guys are telling half the story on. So you guys think the Buffalo Bills turn the ball over a lot, right? You guys think Buffalo turns the ball over a lot. And that'll be the death nail to that team on Sunday, right? Is that what you think? You think Buffalo turns the ball over too much? That'll be their death nail, right? Josh Allen takes chances. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles are one of the worst Giveaway, takeaway teams in the league. What makes you think you're going to walk into that game and all of a sudden start creating turnovers when you haven't all year and you're one of the worst teams? I think you're 17th, 16th, somewhere down there. It's not like you turn the ball. It's not like you force turnovers. You force no turnovers. And here's the other thing. Buffalo doesn't give up a lot of points. They're fourth in points surrendered. So when you go into this game, you're 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 basically saying, well, because Buffalo turns the ball over so much, we're going to up our game. Where for 10 games, you haven't. You, you, haven't turn, you, haven't, you haven't turned the ball. You haven't had takeaways. But you're going to have takeaways in this game Sunday. Do I think there's going to be a takeaway from Allen? I do. 
But do I think there's going to be this onslaught of INTs, 2-3? You haven't had that all year versus shitty quarterbacks. This guy's not a shitty quarterback. You've played against the Baker Mayfields, the Mac Joneses of the world. You've played against those guys. You didn't get to, you didn't you didn't turn them over, but you're going to turn over Josh Allen. Why would you think that? You haven't done it. You you haven't done it. So all of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna have him as a turnover. It'd be one thing. Weren't you guys high on the list a year ago in turnovers? What were you second in the league? We were like seventeenth now. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you, you guys are now starting to believe that you're some sort of like defensive football team that makes teams turn the ball over. You're not. Dude is no threat, he says. Huh. What do you think the key for the Eagles winning? I'm going to get to it. Um, a guy like Josh Allen... You cannot let the two and three beat you. Let Diggs get his numbers. Let Diggs get his numbers. They don't have a tight end. The kid Kincaid's out. I would have been a little more concerned with Kincaid in there. The running back, don't let him get going. I'll say it again. For kind of like the third straight week, stop the run. It's starting to go the other way. You're not as proficient as stopping the run. Over the last couple games, you got to get better. In Kansas City, I wouldn't constitute as being a great run offense. That's not what they're trying to do here. Okay? That's not what they want to do. Same strategy as the Chiefs? Yeah, because they're so one-dimensional. Buffalo. But Buffalo... Does Buffalo have a better back in that kid Cooks than Pacheco? I don't think so. I I would take Pacheco over Cooks, but he's getting better. By the way, that Gabe Davis guy has had a flop of a season. He's terrible. He has been no impact. I mean, that guy has vaporized in the offense and how they attack games and teams on a week-to-week basis compared to what he did a year ago. He didn't have high volume of targets. But every time he touched a ball, he was getting it for like 19 yards a catch. And he had a high percentage of, like, yardage. This year, he is a non-factor. That other kid is better. Shakur, that kid's better. Dawson Knox is out. Dalton Kincaid is in. He's the back tight end. That's a kid they drafted, am I right? Um, Tone out of Utah. That's the Utah kid they drafted. I like Pacheco, too. I'm starting to like him more. I am. Okay. First round pick. Okay. Yeah, I saw him at Utah. He was a pretty good ball player, too. He could be a factor in this game. We'll see. Because they did a nice job on Kel. Hey, look. Remember something, different play callers, different play callers. The play calling in Kansas City, I, I, I thought Sean Desai did everything right against Andy Reid. 
Actually, he did everything right against Andy Reid. I thought he was great. And I'm not going to give the Bills any kind of credit for dismantling the Jets. What was it, 32-6? Come on, man. They're about ready to call it a season, aren't they, in, in New York with the Jets? So unless there's a letdown, Tonehead, I got I to show you this, where we're both thinking on the same page here. He has 30-21 Eagles. And I haven't written anything down here. I got 30-21 Eagles. I got 31-21 Eagles on Sunday. I, I just don't see the secondary. And to me, their defense. Could Allen play out of his mind? Yes. Could there be a letdown because of the weird week? Yes. That team, though, wait a minute. Let me take that back. No. They have not demonstrated off weeks in any game I've seen in two and a half years. The Philadelphia Eagles do not have off weeks. They have turnovers that kill them. They may not play great in a game, but it's nothing to do with Effort, not showing up, not playing up. Could it happen? I'd be highly shocked if it did. Because that's not a character of the team's behavior and how they go in there. They may get beat on Sunday. They may get beat. But they're not going to get beat like that. Like you're, I don't believe you're going to see the Bills go in there and go 44-10. Like how, how many people believe that Buffalo Bills, I think the Cowboys play the Bills, don't they? How many people think the Cowboys could get beat by the Bills 41-20? I do believe that. I think the I think the Bills could put 41 on them. Do I think the Bills could put 41 on the Eagles? Unless Allen plays out of his skull like a Sam Howell game. I don't see it. What's the what's the Bills record again plus 500 teams? I, I think they've got a couple wins on there that are decent, but they got a better. I, I would take their resume more than I would take the Cowboys' resume, and they're six and five. I tell you this too, David. The uh, 49ers have better wins on their schedule than the Cowboys do and the Bills combined. I mean, I would combine both the Bills and the Cowboys and tell you that the 49ers have better wins. They've beat more dominant teams, more playoff teams that are going to get a chance to play in the playoffs. Not with our D-line pressure. JoJo, you're making it sound like you're getting home and you've been stopping to run lately. You haven't been. What games are you watching? What games are you watching? You got no pressure. You got some pressure on Mahomes. I'll take that back. Second play of the game, you hit him in the chest. Okay, second play of the game. But Kansas City ruined you when it came to the five sacks. Hertz was constantly on his back and hit. Constantly on his back. One game we didn't stop the run. No, it's three games against Kansas City. They average 170 yards against you. Same team puts 170 up on you. 
Washington outrushed you this year. Um, You haven't been putting the rushing yards up, dude. You're making it sound like you're running the ball effectively. You're not. You you did early. You 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 accumulated that number's going like your run offense is going like this, and your passing offense is going like this. That's probably what they want to do. Okay, but you're 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 clearly getting away from running the ball high volume of times. The Eagles don't want to see thirty eight carries anymore. They don't want to see those games. That's not what they're looking to do. I got 31-21. Philly wins this ball game on Sunday. Um, what games have you been watching? Same ones you have. I have not seen really great running. I haven't. Not like 75 sacks last year. Big Seals are the Lions frauds, not frauds. They just don't know how to win yet, like the Eagles do. The Eagles know how to win. The Lions don't. You're not losing a game to the Packers. Like, you're not going to drop a, a shitty game like that late in the season here as you're making a playoff push. Some would go like this. Well, what about the Jets? The Jets game was a turnover game. And of the last two and a half years, that's probably the worst effort the Eagles have had in any in any game. So it's a one of. Will Julio Jones have a bigger role this weekend? Man, Julio Jones hasn't had a big role in his NFL career in the last five years. Um, so you're going to implement him? Maybe because the loss of Goddard? I think it's going to be more swift again. I think it, I, I I think it's going to be more DeAndre Swift. Hey, before I take a timeout, I want to ask you this question. Don't go overboard. Don't go overboard. Is it time to start taking the Cowboys serious? As Super Bowl contenders. Jerry said they can win it all. Today. Is it time to take the Cowboys? Serious. You know, you can be playing better than you did. And again, giving them credit and extra credit for playing a great game against Philly. Man, I hate I I can't do that. I can't sit here and go like this. Well, they played great against Philly and they almost won. Yeah, man. I mean, you could say the same shit about the Eagles in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. They played great and they almost won. How's that make you feel as an Eagle fan? How does that make you feel as an Eagle fan? Good, bad, worse, vomiting, destiny slipped through your hands? Or does it make you somehow come to the conclusion 
that it makes you feel better about yourself because you had a good college try. I, I don't get that. It's right. Tone goes, it's like spitting in my face. It is. So when the Cowboy fans all are doing this and they come up and they go, Sills, did you see the way we played against Washington and we killed them and the Eagles should have lost? I think that guy Skip Bayless should do the show called Ifs and Should Have Been when it comes to the Cowboys. Ifs, whats, and maybes. Because this is this is the common thinking now coming out of that Washington Cowboy game yesterday. We killed Washington. Washington should have won at least one of those games, if not both of those games. You don't get that, man. That's not history. You're revising it. You don't get that. The Eagles manned up. They played through pain. It diminishes the Eagles' wins. What you're doing is you're trying to diminish the Eagle wins over the Cowboys and Commanders to justify that you think your team is a Super Bowl team with losing and losses. How do you do that? And does it make me upset? You know what it does? It just makes me look at how people sell their shows differently than how we talk here in reality. Some of you guys don't like when I get into reality with you. But at least you tolerate it. You come back and you know where I'm coming from. They're selling you voter fraud comments and rigged election stuff and fantasy um, spygate and fantasy Russian spy. All the, you're, you're selling me shit that's not true. Well, they, hey, we killed the commanders. The Eagles should have lost both those, but they didn't. Hey, we played great against Philly, but you lost. So you think it's in the best interest for pumping up the Cowboys. You know, part of me probably believes you should keep pumping the Cowboys up. Keep pumping the Cowboys up. So when you beat them again in Arlington, surely that event will start to go like this. Well, they beat the Dolphins. They beat the Cowboys twice. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, Seattle. What more do you want? Then it becomes a slam dunk where you're talking like this. God forbid that team's 14-1 and one at the end of the year and you got two games left. And you got to determine whether or not you want to go 16-1. and one. <laughs> And then you're starting to do this. The ultimate disgrace for a team. You know what that is? How'd you like to start talking like this, Tone? Hey, guys, how would you start talking like this? You know, we're 14 and one. Should we play these last two or not? Got home field wrapped up. Everybody else is putting Band-Aids on. You know, everyone's fighting to the death for the last playoff spots. And you're like, you know, should I play or should I send my guys home? 
for what is that thing called in the NBA? Load management. <laughs> the Eagles would be the first NFL team to sit players for load management. <laughs> what a total just kick in the nuts that would be. What happened to the Eagles in the last two, the starters in the last two games? Load management. <laughs> Roman kept saying the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl instead of calling the game. It was ridiculous. Dude, seriously, man. That, I, honestly, man, Jerry, 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 Tony Romo's old lady doesn't have his yoyans in, in her hand. Jerry does. Say it a little louder. You know, it's like one of those puppets that Tony's like one of those little puppets that sit on like a lap, like a ventriloquist. Say it. Cowboys going to hell. <laughs> What'd you say? Cowboys going to win the hell. Wow, Tony. Cowboys going to win the hell. Is that you talking or Jerry? Jeez, man. I can't tell if those are your feet or my feet. What is that in? Go to the Super Bowl. It's Jerry Jones. No, it's Tony Romo. No, it's Jerry Jones. <laughs> Holy cow. Let me take a time out here. Hey, by the way, don't forget, during this time here, last day to qualify for our great prize here, our friend Tone is going to throw out the Hooters code word of the day. All you have to do is identify that code word and send us your information. Show at gmail.com. And on a football Monday, we will name the winners of our contest. You can get a chance to win some gift certificates, some merchandise. All you have to do is send us your information, and we so appreciate. I did I did hear Tony Romo yesterday say that the Cowboys were going to the Super Bowl by saying we almost beat the Eagles. You're saying that almost beating us is a good thing because we are a good team. But they can't because – I know. I that Yes. Yes. Bald Eagle. Hey, we, we hung in there. We hung in there. But you didn't win. Hey, get a chance to go to Hooters on Sunday. Watch the games, man. Our good friends. And by the way, all seven locations from Rhode Island all the way down through Jersey to King of Prussia. Iconic Hooter girls are going to tell you that there's going to be specials each and every single day for the month of November. Coors Light, drafts, $2.99, $0.25. Go to local charities. The 2024 Hooter calendars are out. Nine of the girls are featured from the Northeast area. In the calendars, there's $100 in gift coupons, too. I'm telling you, man, some of the best things on that menu that I love, seafood sundaes, half-price, snow crabs, I love them, the steamers, the buffalo shrimp. NortheastTutors.com, that's NortheastTutors.com. Wing Wednesdays, 1983, all-you-can-eat, kids eat for free on Saturday. NortheastTutors.com, NortheastTutors.com. And when you roll into any one of the Hooters, tell them Big Seal sent you. Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Calling the Cowboys out. Why won't the national media do one of the most important things? By the way, Tone, the segment, will join us at 3.30. Philly Godfather will join us at 5.30. Since he's done our show, he's been killing it in his picks. Um, What is the one thing the media has refused to ask Jerry Jones. If he thinks his team can win the Super Bowl, which he said today, what's the one thing the media refuses to ask him? What won't they ask him? And what won't the Cowboys address? How much you paying him? How much are you going to pay him at the end of the year? He doesn't have a contract. If you're so confident Dak Prescott is the MVP and you think that team could get to a Super Bowl and you believe that, wouldn't you have, a, wouldn't you have addressed that? Let me say this to you. The Eagles don't behave like that. They think you're qualified and they think you can get us there. 
they don't really look at the calendar as a particular time when to negotiate. Howie will do it when he thinks it's in the best interest of the organization. It, You know what? And don't you think that would give the Cowboys a little juice also in the locker room that the organization is not playing with a lane? He's a lame duck quarterback right now. He's a lame duck quarterback. Are you just going to let him walk out the building? Am I right, Tone, when I say this? The Cowboys owe him no money next year. His contract is up. Is, is that right? Now, they could probably, could they tag him prior to the start of free agent? That I don't know. Dak doesn't have a contract. Can you imagine letting Jalen Hurts play through the final year of his contract? Guaranteed money will be gone. Well, if the Cowboys really believed in Dak Prescott, wouldn't wouldn't they have addressed this money right now? Jalen couldn't keep a starting job at Alabama. That's old news, dude. By the way, neither could Alvin Kamara. <laughs> you think that bugs Alvin Kamara or Jalen Hurts now? <laughs> hey. Am I right? Didn't Devontae Smith, is it Devontae Smith, Tone? Did he start his career at um, Ohio State or was that the other guy, Jamison Williams? He couldn't keep his job at Ohio State, so he had to go to Alabama. Or, or, or uh, Joe Burrow couldn't keep his job at Ohio State for Dwayne Haskins. Okay? He had to go to LSU. Jamison Williams, okay. Jamison Williams with the Ohio State kid. Yeah, jo Joe Burrow couldn't keep his job either. So wait a minute. Think about that. Hey, everyone, think about it for a second. Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow couldn't keep their jobs at Ohio State and Alabama. And now they both make over $50 million a year. I'll ask you again, dude. Do you think they really care? <laughs> hey, you're making $50 million a year. Burrow's the highest paid guy. Hurts is like the fourth highest paid guy. Do you really think that Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow are going, shoot, I lost my job at Alabama. Shit, I lost my job at Ohio State. Wow, what do you think of that? We both have gone to Super Bowls. I know. Isn't it wonderful? And I get, I, I make a million bucks a week. <laughs> Those guys make a million dollars a week. And they get Tuesday off. And this guy's talking about whether or not Jalen Hurts couldn't keep his job at Alabama. He gets he works six days like the Lord, and he gets paid a million bucks a week. And I'm sure he's bent over on that one. Man, I lost my job at Alabama. Jalen, you make $50 million a year. You make a million. You make a million a week. Yeah, but I lost my job, according to that one guy. I lost my job at Alabama. Hey, Earth to Jalen. <laughs> Do you understand what you can buy, dude? Okay. You have more money than any man I know. <laughs> okay. But you lost your job at Bama. Uh, ask Nick how that hurts. 
How does someone MVP playing JV football teams? Dude. The Eagles turn teams into JV teams. Like the Cal Frauds. Dallas Cal Frauds. You ever seen the Dallas Cal Frauds? They beat up on the JV. Then they turn around and they got to play the big boys. They get their shit pushed in. Yes, sir. Got to play the mean sheen. <laughs> Those guys get their ass kicked against the shittiest teams. No, they beat up on the shitty teams. They get beat by good teams. Who? I, hey, I'd rather be 6-3 and three with people that are formidable than undefeated versus Spider Rico. Okay? Who are you playing? No disrespect, Tone. Temple. You see how my cans are doing. Of course they closed the gap on him. Thank you. Hey, yeah. Hey, I don't want to play Temple. <laughs> hey, you're being recruited by a school that plays Temple. I don't want to play Temple. <laughs> hey, Rob, Tone, Angelo. I don't want to play Temple. I, I, no, I don't want to play. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't want to play Temple. <laughs> At least you can say LaSalle. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'll do one better. I, I don't want to play Villanova. <laughs> hey, Brian. Hey, listen, I know you watch the show, man. I'm sorry. Howie Long, I don't want to play Villanova. No, that's not for me. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to play Villanova or... LaSalle, no, thank you. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, no, listen, seriously. The Cowboys, like, play LaSalle and Temple. And the Eagles play Ohio State in Georgia. Okay? And say they go one and one. The Cowboys beat those teams. They'll go, we're just as good as the Eagles. And you're like, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Puka. Thank you, brother. Sorry, dudes. I'm a little distracted because I'm thinking about that second leg that's on my turkey right now and the stuffing that's going to go with it later. There's yams up there, too. My wife and Tone are disgusting, okay? And they're up there, too, but that's another thing, okay? That coconut cream pie, I had, I killed half of it. I had to go back in shifts to eat it, though. So you'll have to you'll have to excuse me because I'm a tad distracted. By the way, that was a two buttoner. You know what a two buttoner day is? You know you go to a restaurant sometimes, and you go to a restaurant. See me I, when I go to restaurants, I, I I throw sweats on and then I put a blazer on. <laughs> Tone, I don't put hard shoes on because I don't want my feet hurting. In case how far I have to walk if I have to park my car somewhere. So I wear sneakers, really nice sweatpants, put an easy shirt on. I like because I have eating gear. I, I have like eating gear. There's eating gear, walking gear, sleeping gear. So I have certain gear that I wear when I'm and when I'm eating, I have eating gear. Two button. It turns into a giant V. And then that giant V becomes as, as um, 
as Arnold Schwarzenegger says, the pouch needs to be able to flip over um, generically. So when I'm when I'm in, in, inhaling, whatever I'm inhaling, the turkey and all that, I have to have free flowage. <laughs> free flowage. Don't forget the 26 yellow jackets. One could count too. Thank you. Eating gear. Losing his job at Bama made Hurts a better player. I think the whole thing made him a better player. I think the Carson Wentz story. Get this. Hey, Gary, how much do you think the Carson Wentz story helped Jalen Hurts? Along with losing his job. Don't you think watching him, what Wentz went through? Gave him what not to do. Everybody tells you what to do when you get to the NFL. What they won't tell you is what not to do. And when you can watch a guy self-implode, what do you think Jalen Hurts learned more from? Watching what self-implode or watching himself lose his job at Alabama? What contributed more to the development of Jalen Hurts? Losing his job at Bama or watching Carson Wentz implode with a $38 million contract? I think they're both important. But what do you think led to his leadership? Watching him walk on the sidelines, giving encouragement to Tua? And also giving him encouragement, Carson Wentz, on the sidelines. I don't think Jalen was any different than he was at Alabama when he was on the sidelines. It was Wentz was struggling, do you? Did you did, did he exhibit that? Let's let's bring my friend Tone in here. Big Sales, how are we feeling, sir? All good, man. Happy holiday to you too, my friend. Likewise, likewise. What do you think contributed more to the development of Hertz's leadership? How he watched Carson Wentz implode on himself or how he handled. And I get both are important. But right, what right. do you think was the bigger lesson learned? The loss of the job at Bama or watching a guy lose his professionalism in front of him? You know, you bring up a good point with both of those things, right? And both – you can make an argument for both of them, right? But yep. I think – I think I would like to say the Carson Wentz situation because at the at at, at that point, okay, you you're out of college. You know, you managed to up your draft stock to a second round level uh, pick. Um, you left the school. You went to, you, you went to Oklahoma. Um, managed to get drafted in the second round. So so that's that's in the past now. That's in the past. It happened. But now you're in a situation where you're playing behind a franchise quarterback that many believe is the future. He has the contract. He has he has the position. He has the Super Bowl ring. And you're pretty much there just to kind of play backup for the most part. Yet you see this guy not really wrap his arm around you, not really try to, um, you know, uh, lean into you. Uh, instead, he kind of uh, approaches you at arm's length. And it's pretty much all business with him between you and uh, between Hertz and Carson Wentz. And you see him week after week after week slowly implode. You see his bad habits. You see that he's not dedicated himself. To it was watching a slow death, wasn't it? Was it? 
Yeah, because people people got to understand how that season really went, right? It's so easy to forget that Jalen Hurts was on that roster because he barely saw the field. But it's so easy to forget. He was in the quarterback room with, that, with Carson Wentz every day for several hours a day. Really think about that. You, you work with someone and you see them slowly, slowly driving the stake deeper and deeper into their own heart. Slowly in themselves, slowly just step, you know, stepping on their own toes. He watched him regress. He watched them degrade as a leader, watched them degrade in the organization. He's seen that. Lose so locker room, all of that. He saw it. Meanwhile, everyone is slowly gravitating towards you. You become the starter for the final four games, the final three games. And your first game, your team has the biggest rushing game they had all year. Um, as a matter of fact, they um uh, you, they're rallying behind you. The team was it is the playing. Washington game? It was the Saints game. That was his first game. game. Saints game. Um, th th that day the team rushed for like over two hundred plus yards. I think Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts went crazy in that game. Um, on the ground. Um, uh, he uh, he had Alshon Jeffrey playing the best he did all year. Um, he had Deshaun Jackson playing the best he did all. Year. It was just everybody was just responding to him. And again, you see a guy like Carson Wentz implode. I don't see how that doesn't help you become the leader that you are today because you know what it looks like when it's not when you know what it looks like when the job is not done, not done properly like you said everyone loves to tell you hey this is what you do when you get to the league this is what you do this is you know th these are the questions you ask but no one tells you what you shouldn't do no one tells you the things to avoid no one really gets too deep into that because everyone wants to be along for the ride it's taboo exactly Exactly. No one wants to tell you the negative side. They just want to tell you, you know, listen, this is what you got to do. This, no, this is what you don't do. You see that guy over there? Don't follow him because no, no one wants to rock the boat. But man, you bring up a good point. You can make an argument that Jalen Hurts, that Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts dynamic pushed Jalen Hurts to, the, you know, to where he is now more so than the college because he saw Carson Wentz degrade day by day, hour after hour. And learn how to play with the money like uh, Boomer said. I I, th I think that's a real thing because it goes beyond just you know. Oh yeah. It goes beyond just you playing know. Playing hurt. Yeah. Not playing your best. Yeah. Doing whatever it takes to win. Yeah. That's not not, not letting contract. the money not letting the money influence your game. That's the hardest part. Some guys. Do you press. think that money stops you from putting your hand up and coming out? What do you mean by that? What do you mean? Okay. Some guys are going to put their hand up and say that, you know, I'm a little banged up here and I may not go in or I may not go the extra mile because ah, I'm self-preserving okay, okay, okay. myself okay. and I don't want to really go there right, right. and push everything where guys like Brady and Hurts, the money is a collateral award for what you have accomplished because of having the lumber yard on your shoulders. I think both those men have lumber yards on their shoulders not chips, lumber yards. And mm -hmm. to me, those guys go, it just seems to me, Tone, when I watch, and, and no disrespect to like Tua or any of these other guys, do they go the extra mile mm -hmm. like Hurts does? Like, a, what, like, will you run through a fire for your teammates? Wentz would never. But I don't think Wentz is alone. I mean, do you think Justin Herbert's going to run through a fire for his teammates? I don't know. You bring you bring up a very, very interesting conversation because, you know, when you get the money, you can either do one or two things. And the opportunity. Money, the, 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 when you get the money and opportunity, it can either 
motivate you to go the extra mile because you're secure or because you're secure, it can demotivate you to go the extra mile. If you, you, you follow oh, me here, so, I, yep. so, so it's, it's such a, it's such a unique situation. The money clouds your judgment. It can, it can cloud your judgment. Some guys play freer because of the money. Some guys get tight because of the money and Jalen hurts. He's putting out, obviously, when he, you know, the day of the press conference, you could tell he just wasn't. That's uh, not. Wasn't that the most uncomfortable you've ever seen Jalen Hurts in front of a microphone? It was endearing. It was genuine. It was, it was, it was one of those things that, you know what? I it attracted like you guy. more to him. Yeah. It was okay. almost like he wasn't, he wasn't up there like he deserved it. He was up there like, you know, I'm grateful for this. But so much more left to accomplish. You know what I mean. So I'm, 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 I'm totally, I'm totally with you on that, man. Um, you're right. Like, can, can we really look at? I know Patrick Mahomes will lay it out in the line for his guys. I know that. I believe that, right? Um, I can tell Josh Allen will. He, he's, he's reckless as hell. I know he will. Josh Allen will throw his whole body into a damn I wall. Think Burrow too. Burrow will too. He's played. Burrow made it to a Super Bowl with the worst offensive line in football. Like, you can't tell me. Anything about he played through the he got paid and still played through the calf. Remember, here's a, here's a great example. So, this is gonna suck when I say this. Do you think Lamar Jackson would run through fire for his teammates? You know what? I actually think he would. I know this may even be, after last year being last year gave me last year was definitely something I didn't expect from him. I'll be honest, I didn't expect that. You know him saying it was disappointing. He, it disappointed me, but I don't. And, and I think it disappointed me because I don't think that's who he is. I don't. I don't think that's who he is. Remember, he didn't have an agent. It was his mom and him. So you can't blame an agent in that conversation. Right? right no, you're right. You're right. And you know, um, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll say that. Okay. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I did not expect that to go that way. Okay, I, I'm going to um, too. Because, I will too. Because everybody, because okay. because everybody around him, everybody that's close to him, they say he he's the one you follow. You know, he's he he like I've never heard anything bad about him from his teammates. Never. You think you know Trevor I mean? Lawrence would run through fire for his teammates? I don't know, man. If he if 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 he gets that hair burnt, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> he loves his hair too much. I don't it know. It looks like one of them poodles, man. Those say like lassie. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. But you know, one thing about Jalen Hurts is. You can see it week after week because every game isn't pretty. And this is the NFL. It's not supposed to be. But yeah, but you know, why you do can... you care about that? Whether it looks no, pretty. no, no, I don't. I don't. Okay, okay. But 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 you know, the fact that it matter is right. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, he's willing to do whatever it takes to win the game. He doesn't care if he throws three interceptions. He doesn't care if he's fumbled. He will keep going, going, going. Like. You gotta, you gotta respect. You gotta respect someone who's relentless like that. If I had to define Jalen Hurts in one word, it would be relentless. Yes, and le- and relentless pursuit. But I would also say this, and how I've changed my evaluation of Hurts and what I look at now. Yeah, you going through evolution. Look at people he beats now, and the fact that I don't really care what the numbers are because we're never gonna put him next to those other dudes like I showed you the other day. He's in a room with about 20 guys with really good numbers. He's he's in there. But when you start beating those guys mm-hmm. and you've got more wins than those guys, Tone, 9-1, and one, 
and beating the guys who you perceive as being the elite or elite talent quarterbacks skill-wise, and you're beating them, and maybe you're not putting the greatest numbers up, exactly what's the metric that's the wrong metric here? You're look. We're all looking at the wrong metric on him because this guy's going to throw, like Prescott throws for more yards. He has this, and then you look at Jalen's numbers, and you're like, okay, well, if you don't really watch the game and know what he's doing and what he's meant and how the offense is run, which most of these analysts don't, you're never going to have a clear perception of what that kid really brings to the game. But so the only way you can evaluate him, Tone, is who he beats. Look at what he's done. He's beat Tua. He's he's beaten Dak. He's beaten Mahomes already this year. I'm going to throw Sam Howell in there. I don't think he's horrible. Um, I'm going to put his ass in there because he, he was a leading he, passer. He, he also beat wise NFL going into that game yesterday. Yeah, he beat Stafford, a Super Bowl champion, um, who, let's be honest, at that time, at that time, you know, I'm going to make sure I, I preface it, at that time, Stafford, Pukunukua, and Cooper Cup was on fire at that time. Um, they, but he, I thought they had just gotten Cup off the IR. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was Cup's first game back. First half, and then they shut him down in the second. Exactly. Half. You're right. I'm sorry. That that was Cup's first game back. Um, but Cup was cooking him. <laughs> but but nonetheless, though, um, he beat a Super Bowl champion in Matthew Stafford. He beat um Patrick Mahomes, a two-time Super Bowl champion. He beat two of the guy that took his job. Um, he beat Dak Prescott, the guy that last time he played him cooked his boots. Um. And they've only, it's shockingly enough, they've only played twice in a matter of three or four years. That's crazy to think, but they've only played twice. Yet he's one and one against Dak. That's the reality. Um, you know, it, it, the, Jalen Hurts is a very fascinating quarterback, and his, his career is something that people are going to constantly, even year, it doesn't matter how far he gets, he's going to be that quarterback that people just can't understand why he's as good as he is. Is he they better than Vic? Yes, I think he is. I think Vic was more ex- ex- electric. Like, like Vic was more like Vic jumped Lamar? off the screen. You know Vic, what? Vic is more like Lamar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lamar is more close to Vic. Um, I think, I think, I think Lamar you and think Vic. Jalen's more like Cam. I think, I think Jalen is more accurate than Cam. Cam had a Cam had a bigger arm. Cam had a bigger arm. He was more talented, but. I think I, I see. We talked about I think this he's um, more the other day. Than not he's, he's, he's more accurate. He's more accurate. I, I don't think there's ever been a point in Cam's career where he's no. where he's completed sixty-seven percent of the passes. Sixty-one, He, he always there, hung around sixty-two. 56. He always hung around there. Yeah. So, um, and then Lamar Jackson. This is the first year in his career where yep. he's, you know, completing 68 percent of his passes. Like, yeah, you but know, look at the yardage. The reason that that number's high tone is because they're not asking him to chuck the ball down the field. With big yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Look, like, at, are, look, at, look are, at the look at the yards. And are they the cutting way, down his attempts? How, Tone, this is how you get a guy going right in accuracy. Take a look at Russell Wilson, and take a look at Lamar. Do you know what they're doing to get that percentage completion up? They're having limited passes of plus twenty five, which means lower turnovers. That's why I always told you I never thought Jalen would throw for over four grand. Right, because right. Jalen wasn't going to throw the ball over 500 times in a game or in a year. But if you look at Lamar, what is he at right now? 18, 19, 20, 2,000 so, yards? He's so right on pace now, for like 30, what, 500, wow. 3,600 yards? No, no, you, you're on to something because let, let me put it in perspective, right? Let, take you a know. look at Russell. Russell's he's, only on pace for 3,600 yards too. 
Yo, here, yo, listen to this. Lamar Jackson has only accumulated. Lamar has only thrown 400 attempts one time in his career. Correct. And it was the Super Bowl. And it, I'm sorry, it was the uh, the MVP year. And it was he barely it was and it was only 401 yards. 3,100 yards he threw for that year, but led the NFL in touchdown passes with 36 or 33. 36, right, right, 36. And this year he's currently on pace for 467 pass attempts. So if he if everything holds true, this would be a career high in attempts. 467. Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts. If I'm not mistaken, last year, how many attempts did Jalen have? 465 or four, something like that? 463. Um, I can tell you right now. Give me two seconds. 460. 460. So, so Missing two, two games. So Jalen Hurts already has, in his career, two years, not including this one because he's not finished yet, but in 2021 and 2022, he, complete, he, he threw for over 430 attempts. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson has only thrown for over 400 attempts one time in his career. And that's why he'll never throw for 4,000 yards in his – he'll never – he'll never throw for 4,000 yards, Tone, throwing he's the only, ball only 460 times a year. That will only never thrown, happen. He's only thrown for 3,000 yards one time. One time, 2017, 3,100. That's – that's. It. I but didn't look, think But there's a reason I mean, he that runs he's doing that. Look he what he's on lot, pace but, for right now. What is he no, on pace he, for right now, 36? He's yeah, he, he's on pace for um 19 passing touchdowns, eight interceptions, 467 <laughs> attempts. Okay, so he's got to be around 3,600 yards, 3,700 yards. Yeah, oh, yeah, right now, oh, yeah, right now, he uh, right now he has uh 2,441 yards on the season, right now, but he's got 70% completion percentage, right? Yep, 69.8, something yep, like that. Yeah, 69.5, yep, exactly. So, okay, did no, watch right. over to Russell Wilson. This is how they've straightened him out, exactly. Go, That's a good go point. To Russell Wilson, look at the number he's on pace for. This year, when it comes to his passing yards, he's got to be around, I would say, 3,600 yards. That's about, yeah, you're pretty spot on. Um, he, um, okay, he's on, well, he's on pace the for The reason they're doing that is because they want him to cut down turnovers. But here's the difference, though, right? Even though he, so um, Russell Wilson is on pace for 505 attempts. Okay, that'll put him there for. Right, a 69% completion percentage, 3,500 yards, and 32 passing touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's a hell of a season. Yeah. That's a hell of and, a and if he could put up 350 yards rushing, the Broncos will make it to the playoffs. Right, right. So 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 this goes back to your question, would I take Jalen over Lamar, right? Um, I would because here's the thing. Jalen Hurts' attempts have gone up every single year, and also the completion percentage has gone up every year. So I like those odds. I like those numbers. Whereas, though, Lamar Jackson, they've intentionally kept his attempts low. And – you know the highest outside of this season, his highest was sixty six, and that was and that was the uh, MVP year. You get this, you got a unanimous MVP. You don't trust. Interesting. Ball, Baltimore doesn't trust him to throw they the keep, ball forty five times in a game. They keep him within a certain parameter. They keep him in a sandbox that it's going to be this, and this is who you are. So are you saying if 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 if, a, if a, so so? Help and me follow you, right? Because I like this conversation. That kid Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham and the tight end, I know he's hurt. Right. They're good. Yeah. Oh, hear me out on this, right? Because I, I like this conversation we're having. So if if a team can somehow, some way, stop the Ravens from running the ball, they're they're almost beat. Like they're pretty much beatable. Um, stopping Lamar is a big deal. I know. 
That's what I'm saying. If if, if a team can find a way, because teams in the playoffs have did it. But if, but if the if, accuracy this year makes me believe that they have given themselves another opportunity. Because quite frankly, I, I mean, him throwing that many touchdown passes in 17 with only 3,100 passing yards. Was insane. Hey, Tony, yeah. I've never seen anything like that in my life for 36, 36 yeah, touchdown passes. Yeah, that was insane. I've never seen a ball. And 3,100 yards? That's like one of the worst seasons by any quarterback. You would never want that as your starting quarterback. The 36 is insane. I think they went 14-2 and two that year, too. But yeah, that's true. And then when you factor in the rushing yards, twelve hundred is like okay. But still, oh, yeah, no, I get still. it. I'm probably had like something double digit touchdowns. Uh, seven. He had seven. He had seven. seven. Yeah, in the MVP year, he had seven of them. But but still, to your point, he was though, unanimous. Is he was such a weapon that year? He was so he was so hard to defend. But you know, you 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 bring up a good point. I mean, I'm looking at his game log right now. He hasn't thrown. He's only thrown. Okay, here we go. Right here. As far as attempts go, he hasn't had a 40 there can't attempt be game. too many 40 passing attempt games for him. No, no, no. The closest he's come was 38 attempts, and that was in the Pittsburgh game, and he lost. Um, oh, there's a remedy how to beat him. High-volume passes. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you force him to throw that ball. Okay, look 30. at the losses and see what you see with the volume passes. Okay, so in his losses, right? And he, they lost three times. One of the losses, he has 23. And one of the losses, he has 23 attempts. But in two of the losses, he's thrown the ball um, 31 times or more. Um, most, But most of the time, he in most of the wins, he, he lives in that 24 to 28 attempt range. So that's what, that's what they really want from him. So when they get him up near 30, that's how you beat him. The, the higher his attempts? The higher the attempts? The higher your odds of beating the team. You stop the Baltimore Ravens run 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 game, and you contain him. It's over. Yeah, but yeah. they play good defense on that. They're very good defense, and they run the ball well. They do, they, and they run the ball very well. Yeah, and and they've improved again. If you how you turn a guy, that's why the one thing that I saw with Wentz, what they were doing with Wentz that final year. Why were you guys throwing fucking plus twenty five passes down the field? To first off, you had an injured offensive line in front of the kid. You had nobody to throw the ball to. You were throwing into a force fire mm -hmm. with a quarterback who was still recovering from that Seahawks game, and you were throwing him into disaster. Yeah. You How you save a quarterback, you limit his attempts. Even if it comes in losses and you lose games, at least you're not losing your quarterback. Look at the his last year before he got benched. I wonder what he was averaging in attempts. It must have been 35. So, so okay, here we go. 2020, right? In 2020, that was Carson Wentz's last season as a Philadelphia Eagle. And he, he didn't start the last, what, four games? Exactly, exactly. So through 12 games, he had 437 attempts. Average that out what that is. So the 12 games, that is, let's see. Think about this. 437 divided by 12. He was throwing the ball 36 times a game. 36 times a game to people who he didn't have blocking for him and catching for him. It was a no-win situation. There was yeah. no way of turning him around. Pat, 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 sack. No one to throw to, sack, fumble. Mm -hmm. 
field goal, short field, you're down seven or three. Yeah. The coaching really fell apart for Wentz around him too because yeah, look I at agree. what Sean Payton's doing. Sean Payton has condensed the box for um, Russell Wilson to play in, and it's resulting in more winning. That begs the question. Would Doug Peterson have been a good a good coach for, no. for Jalen Hurts? I don't know. I don't think so. No. I don't think he would have. That's why they because, fired him. Because I don't, I don't think Doug would have had. But the Sirianni the, wasn't either. Because when Sirianni yes, got that's here. True. That's true. When Sirianni got here, he was the play caller. And then they, they moved that off that and moved it to a position coach like Shane Steichen, who knew right. how to OT, build right. boutique offenses around him. Right, so right. What they did was as an organization, they quickly pivoted and they got the guy because they believed the guy in the building. By the way, that's a lot of trust between Nick, Howie, the Shane, owner, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, the offensive yeah. personnel. That's a lot of faith when you're two and five and people in Philly are screaming. Because if you because think about it, you're right. If you're trying to, if you're genuinely trying to bring a guy along, you're going to do everything possible. To put him in positions to succeed, you know, in those first seven games, they had they had Jalen throwing the ball 30 plus 40 times, 40 times, 35 times. I'm like, I'm like, hold on, wait, are you trying to groom him or are you trying to just high throw him into the fire? Will always result in high volume turnover plays, exactly. That's so that's great. When the when the Bucks were seven and five, and Arians was believing in that plus no risk it, no biscuit, plus 30, plus 25 plays, Brady goes like this: we need to condense this shit. They condensed it, went on a run, won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl out of the wild card. Yes, yes, exactly. So let me ask you this now. Uh, you know, we, we know you and I both love Bruce Arians, but is there a is there is there uh is there any is there any credence to the fact that um th that organization didn't do Jameis Winston uh, a uh, you know they did him a disservice Absolutely. because they, they they forced him to throw the ball 35, 40 plus fifty times a game most of the time. You see, got to remember something with Bruce. Bruce had a restrictor plate on him in Pittsburgh. Mm. Either Mike Tomlin or Bill Coward. There was a restrictor plate when it came to tossing the ball down the field. The first Super Bowl that they won, you know, Bruce won a couple of Super Bowls being the OC up there. Right. But you know what they had? They had a running game. They had Jerome Bettis. They were able to be third and short. Ben didn't have to be a superstar hero, which meant what? Low attempts. The key to winning is low attempts. When you got guys in a shootout, man, you got you're you're counting on so much shit. Look at the David Tyree play. Think about that play of all plays. Is that really a football play, or is that the luck of the football gods? And what happened to uh, David Tyree? Right, and, and yeah, man, yeah. Uh, Eli, that, that Eli the closed God. his eyes. Eli closed his eyes. Right. <laughs> David Tyree was out of the league in two years. I mean, it wasn't like he was – so, to me, that's why I brought that one stat up. Look at where the Eagles are right now. They've scored 15 passes, throwing the ball, and 15 rushing. They're trying to come to center here with this. Right. right. I don't think – I think Jalen Hurts' best performances are between 25 and 29 in there, 10 rushes, 70% completion, 68-9, and – let the chips fall where they may. If Listen you win, you win. If you don't, you're not going to get killed. Like Dallas will go like this. Let's throw the ball 45 times. Dude, that is the fat. You know how many, what happens when, you, when you're when you a football team that throws the ball 45 times and you have 
seven three and outs. You stop the clock, you give another possession to the opponent to get back in the game. People think the passing yards, I think it's the most overrated stat in pro football because it allows teams to get back into games if you're not hitting on all. Look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs allowed teams to now in the second half come back on them. Why? Because they can't catch the ball. Too many drops, three and outs. He has high volume in attempts. He had more attempt volume in, uh, than Jalen did in that game. Yeah, and he, he, I, he I thought both double. guys was, were not double. great, but Jalen was more effective in making the right play. It was double. Literally, listen, Mahomes threw the ball 43 times in that game. First he threw, threw the ball. ball 43 times and didn't have 200 yards passing. Right. And Hurts and hurts the root ball 22 times. That's freaking how you win. It's, it's half. So That's listen how to this. you win. Listen to this. The past two games, Jalen Hurts, 22 attempts against the Chiefs, 23 attempts against Dallas, right? Previous games, right? Washington, Mi- Washington, Miami, Jets, Rams. Listen to this. Washington game, 38 attempts. Uh, but they they had to. That was kind of a shootout. But anyway, nonetheless, Washington thirty eight attempts. Behind. Uh, yeah, right. Miami thirty one attempts. But even then, I like thirty one attempts for Jalen. Um, I'm okay with that. Between um, twenty five and thirty one, sure. Yeah, I can live with that. Um, New York Jets forty five. That was the that was his worst game of the year. Forty five. Think about attempts. that. The, the 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 game they lost is because he had high volume attempts. Mm-hmm. They, they they didn't they didn't um they didn't do a good job at managing that game overall. Um. They, Panicking is attempts. Right. Uh, Rams, 38 attempts, right? They won they won 20 23-14. Um, Washington again, 37 attempts. They went in overtime, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, Tampa Bay, 37 attempts. Minnesota, 23 attempts. Um, New England, 33 attempts. You know, Jalen Hurts has only thrown for under for under 30 attempts three times this season. Everything you else know, has been the last five games. He hasn't had a 300 yard passing game, but one. Yes. Yep. It's, uh, and that was the Washington game in the last five. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But look who the wins are against. Exactly. Exactly. You beat the Chiefs 150 yards. You beat Dallas 207 yards. I said this, right? I said the key to that Chiefs win, you need to have a balanced attack because um, it's going to be important for you to control clock, control time of possession, sustain drives, keep the opponent off the field, right? You know, I don't get I don't get caught up in the ego side of it. I care about winning the game. I care about protecting the ball. I care about being efficient. And at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts' style of play, that's irrelevant to me, right? Is he is he efficient? Is he protecting the ball? Is he winning the games? That's that's what matters to me. And, you know, again, this goes back to people who are going to forever for some, you know, I was talking to Rob about this earlier. You know, people have a hard time trying to really talk about Jalen Hurts and his game, man. They don't. They can't. They can't quantify or qualify how he's doing what he's doing. They look at him as like, well, he's he doesn't have the biggest arm. He's not the fastest. He 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 he's he's a tweener in every aspect of the word, but he wins. Yeah, but didn't you say that about Brady when all those checkdowns? We did. You no, know, because Manning, Manning had all that talent around him, and everybody. There was a debate tone, who the better guy was. And everyone kept going, all Brady does is kick field goals to win and check down. Venetary, check down. Venetary, check down. Brady didn't get his love and his flowers until the back end of his career. You know, you you want to hear something crazy? I think Brady didn't get his respect 
until he won the Super Bowl in Tampa. So let me ask you this then, right? You know, bring it, you know, bringing it to it's, today. Jalen's got the, a long way to go before he's going to get his respect. So let me ask you this, right? What's the key then to beating the Bills in terms of the quarterback, right? Is there a sweet spot for Josh Allen where the more attempts he throws, the e the, the the better the chances the Eagles have of, be, of winning that game? Like break break it down for me, right? Like, here's, like, here's again, here's here's my problem with, and I, I I checked in and I heard you guys talking about that Josh Allen turns the ball over a lot. It's true. He leads the NFL in interceptions, but he also leads the NFL in touchdowns. He's a, he, he's a gunslinger by every, every minute of work. Hey, but he's Brett Favre modern day. Mm -hmm. He's a more mobile Brett Favre, and he's going to throw it to you. My only problem with Philly, that'd be one thing if you guys were capitalizing like the Cowboys were, and the Cowboys turned those things into pick sixes like the DB for the, for the, for the uh, Cowboys, but you're not. Mm -hmm. You're down like 17th or something down there when it comes to giveaway takeaways. It's nothing like and plus, what's the one thing that the um that the Bills defense does do? Kind of like you guys. They don't give up points. They're fourth in points allowed. So when you say the Bills are gonna turn the ball over, they are. But what are you gonna do with it? You've done nothing this year with turnovers. Nothing. That's, that's a good point I mean, because you know, know I'm looking at uh, here's here's my mindset about it, right? I think I I do think the Bills are going to turn the ball over at least twice uh, on Sunday. I do believe that. That's the now, trend. That's the trend. Now the Eagles, even though they forced two turnovers against the Chiefs, they didn't score. They didn't score those turnovers, and 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 that's that's my that's my problem right now. I need the Philadelphia Eagles offense to take advantage of more opportunities and create more opportunities for the offense, right? Um. I don't. I, I think they're too predictable, and I think Brian Johnson struggles at that massively. Yeah, Brian Johnson. Again, the jury's still out on him. Um, another another thing I will say this though, right? I again, the jury is very much still out on Brian Johnson, and he has not. I'm not sold on him at all. But I do have to. I do have to acknowledge that red zone efficiency has improved dramatically. Dramatically, you know, there was a point in the season where they were ranked like 26 or 27th. Now they're ranked ninth in the NFL in the NFL in red zone efficiency. So that he he's got he somehow some way got that figured out. Because now all more down there. You see, it's funny you say that because there was points in the, there was points earlier in the season where I saw them trying to implement the quarterback run game down there and it wasn't working. So, they're, but they're running. Would you agree they're running the ball now more down in the red zone now? I think I think they're more effective somehow. I'm having a hard time figuring out why they're more effective, but. That, more you know what? Sometimes here. that goes in ebb and flow. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you know, you know, Tone, if you're doing the same shit over and over again and it doesn't work for three weeks, all of a sudden it starts to work for six weeks. It's sometimes just, you know, because that quarterback draw play we saw, yeah, we saw that all year and they couldn't get in. It was always a tackle for loss. Or, I think you keep sticking with it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. You know, this game this Sunday is going to be interesting because. Um, I think it's going to come, you know, I say this about every week, but it's, it kind of holds true every time. The team that protects the ball the best and the team that's that takes advantage of the resident opportunities the most is going to win the game. You know, like it, I, I think I, I will say this, though, and I know I'm going out on a limb here. Right. I understand the Philadelphia Eagles throughout the season have not forced the issue on defense that much. They haven't forced that many turnovers. I totally understand that. And that's completely factual. Um, I think. I think it's going to be important, and I think they will build off of that Chiefs performance in the second half. 
Um, you forced two turnovers in, in, in crucial spots. Um, I I just think, and again, I'm going out on a limb here. I have no data to back it up. I have no stats to back it up. But I just believe that they're going to be able to build off of that Chiefs second half performance. It's going to carry over. I, I, I you know, again, maybe oh, this is I'm me gonna, being I'm, a fan. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you here. I don't think you take anything away from that Chiefs game, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Every week is a different opponent with different challenges, different personnel, different coaches, different settings. It's at home. Um, a team like the Eagles takes advantage of the way that they've played for nine games, not the Chiefs game. Mm. It's it's the accumulation of your hard work on how you've been able to adapt like a chameleon. Now, if you're saying to me, Sills, they're going to come out of that Chiefs game and they're going to have momentum because of how they adjusted in that game, especially in the second half, and how they adjusted in the Cowboy game, and how they made some great blitzes and stunts, and how they ran the ball, and how you were adjusted. See, to me, it's not so much what that game meant. How have you handled yourself in nine ball games? Mm. How have you handled yourself from going from point A to point B you had to win this way one week. You had to win that way another week. Yeah, I think the more versatility you show. Maybe- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Makes you harder to game, game plan, plan for. Against. Ah, interesting. You're, I mean, I mean you do, bring, do, do you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you become yeah. so difficult to game plan because, hey. Okay, they didn't run the ball here. They threw the ball here and won. They didn't get to AJ, but they got to Devontae. They made a play. They didn't really do anything in that Chiefs game. How right. did they beat us? They made adjustments in the second half defensively. Shit, the secondary won the game, and the quarterback making a play late in the ball game. Their special teams has improved. I mean, there's so many things that, to me, how I look at a team, it's not what you do against one opponent or the Cowboys. It's all of it. I mean, mm. what made those Patriot teams so good? Remember I told you one week Sonny Michelle would be active. Next week he'd go for 275 yards. The next week he's not active again. And they would just go with personnel that had matchups, matchup difficulties, matchup situations. To me, what Belichick told me years ago uh, with Jimmy Johnson, how he attacked teams, he never looked for your strength, Tone. He was always looking for – the least intelligent and by the which I, 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 I know what you, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Experience. Right. Is he a free agent? Is he brand new? Is he a rookie? Who's the lesser guy in the corners? I'm going to go here. You're trying to give yourself as much opportunity to succeed in matchups more so than 
What am I going to do against Chris Jones? I'm not going to do anything against Chris Jones. I'm going to try to run away from Chris Jones. Mm. You're trying to find, Tone, the one area on the team that you see a problem with. And, of course, it's in Buffalo. Here's something here, what you just talked about. There's been a pick in seven straight games for Buffalo. Okay. If you're Philly, you've got to take advantage of some of this and at least turn – um, say you get two picks, you got to at least turn it into three points. You at least can't ten. Just no, not I, give I, no. I go. I go far. I say ten. You got to get at least ten points oh, out of okay. two picks. You want to go ten? That's a kind of a lot. But if you want to go ten points, I mean, if you get two picks in a game and you don't make anything of it, and you don't even get field position out of it, and they score, say, it didn't matter if they get two picks. That's okay. True. See, the problem with Allen is he fumbles on his own ten. Or he'll fumble on your 10. Or he'll throw a pick in the red zone. Or like, like that. Or he'll throw a pick at in his red zone. Or your red. All of his mistakes, in my opinion, if you go back and watch him this year, are going in or coming out. And that's why when you look at his numbers, you're like, shit, he's in the top 10 or top five in every single statistic. What's going wrong here? Where he makes it – see, Jalen makes his mistakes in the middle of the field. This kid makes his mistakes going in or coming out of the red zone or in the red zone, dropping right, the right, ball right. on the goal line, dropping the ball or throwing a pick like you say, I'm in the back of the end zone. Do you his think, picks are brutal. Do you think – let me ask you this question, right? I don't think I've asked you this before. Do you think the Philadelphia Eagles have the most – Counter punches out of any team in the NFL? Yes. Including the 49ers. Interesting. Yes. Because, because Purdy's not going to take off running. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was talking That's to Robert about this. See, the one that what's the separating dynamic in San Francisco versus Philly? Experience in the quarterback and a mobile quarterback. Purdy's not going anywhere. You know right. where he is. You're right. You're right. You know, you know, you know, I was talking to Rob about this earlier, right? I said, you know, I said, what makes the Philadelphia Eagles so dangerous, what makes them so special is, and I kind of used like, uh, I, I, hear me out on this, right? Follow me here. The Philadelphia Eagles, they're, they're so good at, and we talked about this before, they're so good at forcing you to play at their atmosphere. They're, they're, they, they force teams, no matter what you've done against anybody else. When they you elevate play against your level them, of play. When, when you play against them, for example, think about it like this. If the Eagles are in the water and the other team is on the land, they're literally going to pull you from your environment and drag you into the deep end to find out if you can swim. Chiefs right? are like that. If, Chiefs do that too. If, if, you're, if you're in the water, they're going to find a way to drag you into the desert to see if you can breathe. You know what I mean? Like they find these ways, no matter how good or bad you are, they find a way to put you in an environment that you, maybe you're not you familiar with, in the depths. And, and, and and they try and, and they and they when they manipulate and they morph and they adjust and they just continue to tweak as the game goes on and they just Why find this that, way to Tom? win. Why is that? Because They're, they played in that environment. They, now they, they've done it so years. many times. They've done it so many times. Um, I also think it goes back to the quarterback position. The guy doesn't give a damn about how it looks, how what his numbers look like. All he cares about did you win the game? But you and, notice. Every, you, you, not you know everybody many, believes that because everybody has to buy into that too, right? You, you hear what I'm saying? Everybody has to buy into that belief. Yeah, but that's why AJ sometimes he's he's you know what he does. Here, I tell my wife this all the time. 
You know who AJ is? AJ's on the boat with Columbus, and he's the guy that constantly screaming. There's, is the the world is the world is flat. We're gonna fall off. There's no land. There's no land. And I tell my wife, if you were on the boat with Columbus, he'd have turned around. I wouldn't like this. I go, AJ's that kind of guy. You know, there's guys on the boat that tell you they believe. But, you know, I mean, got, when things ain't going see. their way. Yeah, yeah. And you see a little adversity, they think the world is flat. Yeah. So you got to kind of keep reminding the guy. But listen, that, follow me. I got you. That's the faith. Yeah. And they and get this. That's not many teams have that. That's why when it keeps, when you keep having success like that, you yeah. bring more guys. You see what's happened is Jalen Hurts has reeled all these guys in. He's reeled them in. Where Wentz couldn't reel them in, he's reeled them in. Hang in there. Hang in there, Goddard, bitching about his passing part of the offense. Before he got hurt, he started to get reeled in too. Hey, man, I'm starting to pick up my uptake. I'm starting to get – and I mean, you got to remember, man, not everybody – Tony, my wife coaches rugby, and I tell her this all the time, and probably you understand it too because you've played competitive sports, anyone who knows this. My wife will ask somebody, hey, do you guys know what a hip tackle is? Everyone will go, yeah, 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 put their hand up. You get on the field, half the people know what a hip tackle is. I asked you a question. If you knew what it was, why'd you tell me? I didn't want to tell you in front of everybody. People aren't going to tell you the truth because they don't want to embarrass themselves sometimes because they don't want to show their true character sometimes. Mm. You see character in adverse situations. That's why what I told you, how this team wins, like a game like Kansas City, Dude, everyone kept their poise. And what came out of that Kansas City game to me, nobody played great in that game. Nobody. You won. Dude, do you know how many people he reeled in? Jalen Hurts probably did. That game did more for his leadership and for him as a Philadelphia Eagle quarterback than any quarterback you've had in the last 50 years. Yeah, you know, you know, and real quick, just to um put this, you know, just to add this in there, uh, Sills. Um I was uh intramural water boy of the year. So uh best believe uh, as long as we won, we all we we all got medals. We all we all got to touch the trophy. So uh that's the furthest I've gone in, in, in competitive sports, full transparency. Intramural coach and water boy of the year. I'll tell you that much. But to your point though, um, you're right, man. Like there's you know in, in in order to get where you gotta go, in order to get where you want to be, everybody has to buy it. Everybody has to believe in that message. And you notice that level where you're going, you can win tone by not having everybody on board. But when you want to be that guy, top Brady and Brady shelf and that shit, you got to have the entire 53 mile. I don't, I think Carson Wentz probably had 25 guys in the locker room that were believers. I think, Jalen Hurts is 53 guys plus the 19 on the practice squad. They're all even talking. They're like all him. in. They're all talking like him. They're using they're using his lingo. You know, they're keeping the main thing the main thing. And you know, Ren is do like they're adopting his philosophies. They're adopting his his way of digesting the game. I told I'm telling you, man, Jason Kelsey, he's gonna play this game for as long as he physically is able, as long as Jalen Hurts is that quarterback. I, I firmly believe that. I think he's going to play three more years. Man. That's a... Long as he keeps playing at the level he's at now. 
and stays healthy. Shit, how about this? I'll take 10% less of a Jason Kelsey in three years because you know why? His knowledge of the game will compensate for that lack of 10%. You understand? Howie Long said this years ago, he says, you know what's crazy? You become so smart about the game. You understand the game more. The problem is your body's breaking down in the process. Mm. And you become smarter in the game. You know all the things, but your body's going over here. The key is to try to compensate with this knowledge of the game to close that dynamic because you're not as fast. You're not as strong. You don't have the same flexibility. So what you do is you keep compensating to keep that thing close because you're never the same from your first year, Tone. Okay. You're just... You're just never the same. Let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. You think that um that roster spot was open for Shaq Leonard? Yes, I do. Me, yes, I do. Me and Rob was talking about it earlier, and you know, um, you know, we were um contemplating. Dude, nobody Ooh. thinks that thing's open for like, Queasy Watkins, do they? You know, it's so funny, right? You know, me, me and him were talking about it, and we were like, okay, you you wave, you wave, you wave, Derek Barnett. This has to be a move for Shaq Leonard. And then, you know, we just looked at the entire landscape and said, okay, Quez Watkins is coming off IR. But then me and him, me and him both looked at each other like, nah, I got to be for Shaq Leonard. There's no way that's for Quez Watkins. No way. So, um, yeah, like, man, I, I, I have to think that it's for you. First of all, you didn't just clear a spot. You cleared a defensive guy at a position he plays, basically. Edge rusher or linebacker, however you want to put it. You know, you it's you said something Look interesting Look at how earlier. they did that, though, yeah. so publicly. So publicly. Like, just, they cut an edge rusher. Without telling the guy privately, or they may have told him privately, and then guess what they did? We're going to clear up a roster spot. This probably, I think this, I got goosebumps here on this. To me, this makes it seem that it's closer than you think. And Shaq Leonard said, give me 24 hours. I like where you're going there. That's exactly what I was going to bring up, the fact that to make he, my decision with my family. And by the I, way, you know what I love about the guy? And if you don't love about him, the day he was cut, he's out passing turkeys out. I know, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Isn't that a guy you want in your roster? I'll tell you, I'll he, take him. He fits in. He fits in. He could have been, you know, he could have been anywhere else, but he was passing out turkeys the day he got cut, right? The day that goes a long way with me. And, you know, I just think right now where the Philadelphia Eagles are, bringing, bringing him in, it, it, it can't hurt you. It can only help you. It can only help you. That's not Robert Quinn. It can only help you. He's much younger than Quinn. I think he has more left in the tank. See, with him, it's never about talent, right? Tell I think he's in it's it's strictly listen, you don't you don't go all pro and pro bowl no. first team and back to back to back years, three years in a row. Like that, that just that's that doesn't just Remember, go away. Tell, when you say all pro to me versus pro bowl, dude. You could be the 15th alternate and get to the Pro Bowl. When you say all pro, that means you're the best player in the league at your respected position. Exactly. In both conferences. In both conferences. Exactly. Great. Yes, exactly. So, you know, okay. Let's, That's not let's, just a dude. Real, real, real quick, right? I want to I want to pull it back to the Bills because I want to know – when you and I both had the Eagles winning this game, yeah. I said I said thirty to twenty one. You said I got thirty one twenty one, which is which is insane, by the way. Right, I, I wrote it down before. I got thirty one twenty one. Now, for me, I look at it like this: I think there's going to be a point in this game where the Eagles 
are up 23-21, to 21, and the Bills have the ball, and somehow, someway, the Bills turn the ball over. Who, who cares how it happens? They turn the ball over. Eagles get the ball at the 50-yard line. They drive. They score. Nail in the coffin. How do you think this game plays out? I think it'll be a late game turnover that turns into a pick six. Mm. So you and I say the think, same mindset. I, I think he I think I don't I don't think it's in the middle of the field. I think it's gonna be something like he's going in or he's coming out. I think his mistakes will be made in the red zone, either in his zone or in the Eagles zone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gonna be something like that where it's a three point game and all of a sudden it turns into a ten point game. And it's something like a minute left in the game. I think this is a fourth quarter game, but I think he makes a fourth quarter mistake. And then that score won't look like how close that game was actually. And that's right. why I don't I don't think this is going to be just some walkaway game. Right. But I, I, I think, like I said, it'll be a three-point game somewhere in there, four-point game somewhere in there. And I think he throws a mistake or drops the ball on the carpet. Now, if he takes care of it, and here's something else too. Somebody that I'm a little concerned about, and some will go, why are you concerned about him? And I'll tell you, this James Cook's kid, you know, I wasn't concerned about the um, the Kansas City running game. Well, that was a mistake because they went for 168. And, you know, he's the same kind of quarterback like Mahomes, and he only thing that's different to him he doesn't make those as many red. You know the problem with here, – here's the two problems with Mahomes and with Allen right now. Mahomes has a situation where it's not really him. It's the play, personnel around him with too many – they lead the NFL in drops. Right. Allen, on the other hand, leads the NFL in turnovers, which is fumbles too. Okay? So to me, I mean, there's that, – that six and five record tone, you clean that shit up. They're they're a two loss team, yeah, but yeah. you don't get extra credit for what people think if you clean. That's got to be on the QB. Yeah, they can so, easily be eight and three, easily. Right, be eight Mahomes, three. you kind of see what's going on there. Right, let me you ask, know what's going on, but when you watch it, that's a quarterback issue in Buffalo. Let me ask you this, right? You know, we talked about a desperate team can be a dangerous thing for the opponent, right? But. When we talk about it in the context of Josh Allen and the Bills, but again, in particular, Josh Allen, and knowing what we know about him and how he plays the game, wouldn't that logic logically, wouldn't that, wouldn't desperation actually work against his style of play? Because whenever he, he, he plays hero ball when he doesn't even need to be desperate, but now they're in a desperate situation, which can probably lend to him playing more hero ball. What are, what are the odds of desperation working against him rather than working I, he for him? better coaching. He just he throws he throws that football into tight windows where again this is the stuff we talked about earlier with Hertz and with Lamar and with Brady and with Russell Wilson. They need to bring the volume of throws down for him. Stop having him throw the ball 35, 40 fucking times in a game. You're just looking for problems and for him to throw it in. You know what that does too, Tone? When you have a guy throw the ball between 25 and 30 times, that makes him pick his pick his times in the game better. Instead of just thinking I can live to live another day, you know, it, it makes you pick your spots better. 
mm. when you're in games like that. You're not going to throw it in. The, how many times have we watched Josh Allen throw it into triple coverage? What's the point of that? You know the percentage of you completing that are? 8%. Do you know mm. what the percentages are when you're on first? Get this. Here, 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 here's how it goes. Uh, third and three, 62% completion percentage that you're going to get that first down. A high number. Third and five massively goes down to 39%. When it goes to third and seven or more, you're floating around 7% chance of you completing that third down. And you throw it into triple coverage, which is even more insane where you have a less than 3% chance of completing it. Why would you throw the football in a situation where you have no chance of completing it or getting an INT? There's more disaster on that than there is chance of success. Why would I put my quarterback in? That's coaching too. You got to coach this guy off the ledge. Josh Allen is a guy that I feel like he needs to be studied because there is a common theme between him and Brett Favre and how totally. they play the how they play the game. And I want to know what that is in a guy's how, how mind. How many times you see Mike Holmgren throw his headset? What what is you played this game before, right? What is it that that goes through a player's mind that makes him believe he has to do everything? Because it, that's what Jordan had. But sometimes is it lack of trust? Jordan's talent. Is it is it a lack of trust? No, no, it's a it's overconfidence, and it, it's just something that you 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 look here here. I'll just, I'll, let me give you a small thing. I didn't like anybody coming in for me because I didn't think anybody could outplay me. Okay, I didn't think anybody was a better run stopper than me. Almost every defense I ever played on were number one in defense in the country, or we were one of the top units. Anything I I didn't believe in giving up points. I loved stopping the run and getting to the not happening. And I, every time they took me out, I used to throw my helmet. And get this tone, I threw my helmet. That's why I told you this. When Butch came over to me, he goes, pick your fucking helmet up. Ever see that again, you'll never go back in again. I'm like, well, don't hmm. put lesser people into me. And so it's just, it's, 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 a, it's an ego thing. Okay. It's, it's ego. And Dayball was the only one that was control able to really the ego. control it. Because if you think about how Dayball is in, in New York, he's a fiery guy himself. So he's gonna tell Josh Allen to sit the fuck down. Whereas though, seems like seems like Dorsey and we have no idea what Joe Brady's gonna do, but they so far have been a little bit. Do you think he they've tried to too hard? To be, hard. Do you think they've tried too hard to be his friend rather than be his coach? Absolutely. Well, forty eight million dollars will do that, dude. Mm. $48 million makes coaches act weird around you, too, you know. Now, that begs the question. I know. Same with Brian Johnson. You think Brian Johnson is really Jalen Hurts' friend around a $50 million guy? You think that dynamic's changed a bit? I think Hey, it's we just... may have been able to play with Tonka toys when we were younger, right. and we may have gone to, like, swing sets and, like, uh, seesaws and shit. But right. now ice we're cream, about a ice guy cream parlors and all that. million dollars a week, dude. <laughs> this guy's at a whole different... Is the, hey, this is a whole – I'm wearing a Timex. This guy's wearing a Rolex. There's a whole different guy there. Right, right, right. You know, you you, you bring up a good point. You know, it's, it's so funny. I think that's why Sirianni and Jalen work. They're so different personality-wise, so different, right? Nick is this super 
fiery guy that is always wearing his emotions on his sleeve. Jalen is very, very measured. Why do you and trust that, Nick? I hear you all the time. I, you know what it is? It's, I hear you and, yeah. and Rob all the time. Not only you, but no, everyone yeah. in a, Philly. Um, why, why do you guys wave his banner? What what makes you trust him? I'm glad I, I'm glad you when, asked when that, you right? know even the quarterback is questioned whether he trusts him. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's necessarily a trust thing. I think it's more so I respect the distance traveled. And as much as I probably can criticize certain things about things he does, I like his per I like well, let me make this clear. I like his personality. I Did like you it. like him when he was two and five? Um, at two and five, he, I, I was, I, I'm gonna be honest. I was, I, I'm gonna be honest. I kept screaming every week. Why are you forcing him to throw the ball this many times? What is going on? What is the problem? Wake up, Nick. You got, are, are you, are you trying to coach him or throw him into the fire? Which is it? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I was pissed off at two and five, but you know, to your, you know, to your point though, I like Nick and I guess I do have some kind of trust in Nick, but I trust him because the results dictate that, you know, I, you, so I, I, you think you, another coach couldn't come in here and do what they're doing. I'm glad when, you brought when that up. other coaches have. Brought, no, listen, I'm glad you brought that up. Right. Those because coaches, other coaches have. have no, right, right. Those coaches have. Right. But you know how easy it is to hire the wrong guy. We've all seen it happen. Nope. Right? The organization does a great job at hiring so, head coaches. So what I'm saying is even during, sorry as chip. Right, right. So what I'm saying is, in that in the year that he got hired, remember who remember who was all up for jobs? It was Arthur Smith in Atlanta, Robert Sala, um, Eric um, Bieniemy. Um, um, uh, Eric Bieniemy was um he was he was he was up for a job. Um, uh, who else? The guy um Josh Josh McDaniel was up for a job. Like they, it was a bunch of guys up for the job. Up for a was job. Frank? Um, I think Frank was. I think Frank oh, was Frank still. Frank was still an indie he, because it, he was an indie. Yeah, because he yeah, because he coached he coached once that's right. Year. He was with Frank and Indy, he was the OC. Right, right. So I say I say all that to say the Eagles, they have a formula, they have a way of hiring guys. And I know how easy it is to hire the wrong guy. I think we take that, I, I think we take that for granted from them. We think that they can just hire anybody and come in and anybody come and do this job. They they do a very good job of hiring the right person to that but they have. what they're trying to do. Say it again. But they have. They have just hired anybody. Hired the right guy every time since two thousand. No, 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 right, right. That's what I'm saying. We take that for granted. We think oh, that's no. just a, we think that's I, just a given. I don't. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is like I don't think anybody could have just come in because you can hire the wrong dude. The Eagles just have such a great track record with hiring the right guy since 1999. We kind of look at it as well. Anybody can come in because they have a formula. No, no one, no one, no one trumps Harry Roseman's. Sandbox, you know, no, no one can overtake Harry Rosen. We, we that's right. That Nick and, and didn't true. Shit. He became but part of it. He became part of something, but I still believe that he brought a certain level of competitiveness and preparation to that locker room. Again, we you look you look at Brandon Staley, right? That team is talented. What are what are they doing? The wrong guy. There's no so, culture in there's no culture right, in Los right, Angeles, though. Right. So and and you can make an argument that the charge they've always been talented. Always. Always. But what's the well, what's the problem? They keep it's, hiring it's the they keep hiring the wrong people. Yep. The Eagles, they have a track record of hiring the right people no matter what. No matter how we feel about them, no matter if we think they're 
over no matter who you think they're being carried or whatever. We've seen guys screw up teams. Perfect example, Josh McDaniel. Before him, who was who was the head coach that got it took over um for special teams? He was the interim. Versace. The, they should have kept him. Rich Versace. They should have kept him. They didn't. And they were following that man. Same roster. You bring Josh McDaniel in. Look how he looked. So a Gruden guy, actually, too. So I look at I look I look at Nick Sirianni as a guy that look, he's earned his keep in his NFL. He may not be the most shiniest, he may not be the most shiniest coin in the chess box, but he fits in what the Philadelphia Eagles are trying to do. And he was blessed to be a part of a system, be a part of a formula that that can that can allow him to be him as long as he doesn't step on High Rosen's toes. And I think above all else, he's mastered that more than anybody else previously. So he plays along to get along. Exactly. Exactly. Is that and coaching? Some, some, say it again. Is that coaching? Um, it can it can have an influence on coaching because what happens is at the end of the day, when you're coaching these guys, you have to bring the best out of your guys. And especially veterans, they can smell bullshit. You played the game. When you have a coach in your building, I don't I I, I don't matter of fact, I put it this way. I don't know. No, care. I, I think it's a balancing act yeah. that he has to fight between the bullshit and the meddling. Yeah, like I don't care how well you get along with the GM. The, the players can smell BS on you a mile away. No, the players they have to see trust it. you. So, and, and and because they trust him, they're willing to go the extra mile for him. And when you have players that are willing to buy into everything you're saying, you can't like well, nobody can't tell me he doesn't have a, a positive influence on the coaching aspect and what and, and their success. Can I tell you that I'm going to be? I'm waiting. And this is going to sound shitty, Tone. Hold, hold, but hold, I'm hold, waiting for I'm, them. I'm still waiting for something from him, though. He still hasn't earned them it all lose, yet. For them to lose a little bit and to see how people react to that with him mm-hmm. when you have a little adversity. And let me give you an example of this. Right. Because I've been saying this to you and bringing up Matt LaFleur. Right. I right, got to right. tell you something, man. You know, over the last month, Jordan Love – Slowly, slowly, slowly walking up the ladder a little bit. It's looking, I don't know. It's not wobbling like it did at the beginning of the year. Two quality all wins. Of a sudden, you beat the I'm Lions, seeing the guy the write this guy up because this is what it was like at the beginning. It was mm-hmm. all this. Now he's kind of like, and I thought he, I never thought at any time the Lions were going to win that game. Yeah, I right, never exactly. thought the Lions weren't going to win that game. I thought that they they made it close at times, but I thought Green Bay had that game. The Packers and jumped this. Them. They're four and five now. They win another ball game. Shit, man. Let me show you where they are right now. They're in the eight hole right now. Packers jumped. They're at early. five and six. And yes. if they win, Seattle loses. They're going to be in that eight hole. Yep, they'll be the seven C. I think. Yeah, like you know, again, or like, if the Vikings drop one, right? And listen, those final six, seven, those final two spots in the NFC are going to are going to change dramatically. If you ask me, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay knock. Listen, this this is this is a little sidebar. I would be surprised but, if Green Bay and the Rams make a run for those final two spots. Listen, I got a hot take, man. I got a hot take for you. So far, the Seahawks have lost their last two games, right? So, so, so they're currently on a two-game. I think that trip. goes into a lot with Geno's injury. No, no, it does, it does. But hear me out on this, right? I think so far they've lost two games. They're on a two-game losing streak. I think that two-game losing streak turns into five. They got the Cowboys on the road. 
the 49ers on the road, and then they got the Eagles. 0-3 right there. I, I have a strong belief that the Seahawks are going to be That's six and eight. Six and eight. Five game losing streak loading. I believe it. I'm locking that, that in. That's six and eight. That knocks them out of there and puts if the Packers win, that puts the Packers in the playoffs. And you could have shit, get this. Just so you know, the Falcons are sitting in the 10 hole mm-hmm. at four and six. Not that I think they're going to make any kind of run, but I mean, you could see the Rams. Who do the Rams have in the next two games? Next two games, the Rams have. I got you. I got you right here. Give me one moment. Next two games, Rams have cart. They're, they're at the Cardinals. Win that, and they're home. And they're home against the Browns. Don't win that. They're six and six. Bingo. Bingo. Meanwhile, I think I think Seattle's going to fall to six and eight. I think the Vikings fall out of this thing. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they can sustain it. It, it was it was fun, but I, I don't know. Well, let's look at their schedule too, right? Because the Vikings are interesting as well. They it, it, it kind of works for them too. You you want to hear this tone? I think the NFC South is going to have another team with a, a sub five hundred record win that division. Oh, you mean like you you like the South is going to have two teams in the playoffs? No, no. I think the NFC South is going to have. A oh, okay, sub, I, okay, okay. I got you. I a sub five hundred like last year's Bucks. Right, right. I think you're going to have a team that's going to be like eight and nine um, win the NFC South. So you're going to have some shit like that, which always sucks is though, because they're the fourth seed and they're in the fourth hole because they're a division winner. Got you. The Vikings, they have Bears next, Raiders next, Bengals, um, Lions, Packers, Lions. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But I think I, I think the Vikings can still win those Lions games. The Lions look vulnerable. Matter of fact, I'm glad we're, t- we're talking about the Lions. What were your thoughts on them really quickly over like over Thanksgiving? That that thing looked because they already start they already wobbled against the Bears the last week, and then they come in and they lose to the Packers. They kind of were, that was a, that was were. huge for the Eagles, was it not? Huge. They're they're, they're kind of who I thought they were. They're they're the um um. And now that I look at that Chiefs win, the thing you said about Kelsey and Jones not being there, by far a more impressive victory for the Eagles beating that Chiefs team there than what the Detroit did. I, I think the Detroit Lions are more like the Cowboys. Mm. I think they're they're I think they're better than Dallas. So would you but say I think both Dallas and them? I don't really think they have championship pedigree yet. I don't think they just they you got to win big games, man. I mean, so so would you so would you say? Eagles and Niners are tier one. Cowboys and Lions are tier two. If I were to rank the four teams right now after what I saw on Thursday in the NFC, I think it – I mean – and 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 by the way, I, I'm hearing this conversation by um, 49er fans. We're, we're better. You might be playing a little better, but you're not beating any better people than what they're beating. And I can't give you that. And you had a three-game losing streak. And on top of that – their resume is more impressive than your resume. I don't give a fuck what your quarterback is doing or what Jalen's doing. He's knocking these guys and these teams down. You don't get credit for 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 beating shitbag teams. You get credit for beating the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the, um, the Howell, um, Matthew Stafford. The Rams are still in it. You get credit for that, dude. You don't not, get credit for 
for for being said for well, you know, if we had all our that's you know, that's part of it. Let's let, let's I don't subscribe about, to that tone. Let's think about this real quick, right? Because the Niners, let's I'm looking at their wins, right? Okay, so they Steelers. beat the they, they, they beat the Steelers, they beat the Rams. Okay, we'll do it like this, right? Steelers, high quality or low quality win? Steelers? Yeah. During the eight, during the seven hole now, I'm gonna say high quality. Rams, high quality or low quality win? Low. Giants, high quality, obviously low quality. Um, Cardinals, low quality win. Um, Cowboys, high quality or low quality? High quality. Okay, they lost to the Browns, lost to the Vikings, lost to the Bengals. Now wait, did they lose to the Browns with Watson? No. <laughs> they lost That's to PJ Washington. That's a low quality loss even. They lost to PJ Washington. Dude. So that's a low quality. That's a low quality loss too. True. They lost to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. He they was lost, playing well. Yeah, they lost to Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who were they were hot at the time. That's a that's um, a high quality um, loss. Loss. High quality loss. Um, Jaguars. They beat them thirty four to three. High quality, low quality win. High quality win because it, it was in Jacksonville too. Yes, exactly. Um, they beat the Buccaneers. Low quality. Um, they beat Seattle on the road. High quality. Was but it Gino? But Gino's in there? hurt. Oh no, low quality. Low quality. Okay, so now Eagles on the other side of it. Eagles, Patriots, Week One on the road. High quality or low quality win? Because it's Week One, I'm gonna do push. Okay, Vikings, high quality or low high quality? quality. Buccaneers, high quality, or low, low quality on the road. Low, okay. Commanders, high quality, low quality. Now that I know now, yeah, I think that's a high quality win. Okay. Rams on the road, high quality or low quality win. The coach and the quarterback have to make it high quality because, dude, the guy, isn't that crazy? That Sean Sean McVay's still the youngest guy in the league, and he's been in the league nine years. Tone, he's thirty seven. Yeah, that's insane. It, I, I'm gonna go high quality. Okay, they lost to the Jets. That was a that's a low quality loss to me because yes, I felt like it is. They, it's a that's horrible a low quality loss. loss. Horrible remember loss. what I hey, told? Remember what I said in the first hour? It doesn't. Hey, yeah, yeah, I know. Win, you don't. Yeah, I know. The greatest win and the worst loss, and you know who your team is because they're somewhere in the middle. Right. Right. So Dolphins, high quality win. High quality. C Commanders on the road, high, high quality, quality win. Command um Cowboys, high, high quality. quality. Chiefs on the road in Arrowhead, high quality. high quality. So for me personally, look what they've the, done the last month. I think I I I think the Eagles have a higher strength of victory than the than the Niners do. You beat the Dolphins, Chiefs, and the Cowboys. Whereas though their highest quality win comes from Cowboys, uh, Jags, and then after that it gets it becomes a push, right? So, you know, this is that you can make an argument. As a matter of fact, the Niners that's schedule have the best resume. Eagles have the best resume. You you, you got to give it to them. You have to give it to them, but again, a lot's going to be a lot's going to be decided in the next couple of weeks. Though, how will you look if they win this game against the Bills when you add it to the? See, here's now look at this. Now you now look at 
the um, the resume with the bills on it. Okay, and you do severe damage to the aircraft carrier known as the USS Josh Allen. <laughs> and you're about ready to sink this bitch at Coral Sea. And you're sitting here now with this thing, and you add that to the mix. So you're going to try to tell me, in three weeks in a row, you beat Dak, Mahomes, and Allen. I don't Dak. know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. Someone would go, what were the numbers? Does it matter? Does any number matter to you? If you win like a point. Because you know what'll be the only thing you'll start saying is this. Well, they're winning in spite of Hurts. That's not true. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think it's true. Either. On that team, you're winning in spite of except the offensive coordinator. I'm sorry, I'm not like you and Rob. No, no, I would agree with no, I would agree with that. I think, I'm done with him. I'm no, done. I, I, they need they need a better oh, so OC so you're, in there you're, for him. You're, com, you're completely grow. So just just so I understand, you're you're completely off of Brian Johnson. There's nothing he can do to I, change I, There's line. nothing he can do. Okay. Because okay. you know I'm, why? I'm teetering. Hurts is going to so. fix it. And Hurts okay. is going to make him look good in games. Okay. I've seen all I need to see. I don't I think... I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I respect it. I, I respect that notion. I can't... I can't... I, I, respect, now, I respect if, that. If but. it's his call to tell Jalen to do more audibling, I'd like to have that question asked. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, is he... Is he is he putting the game more in Jalen's hands like Steichen did? Would you not agree? Steichen trusted Hurts more than Brian Johnson because that's, it just seemed to me that Jalen Hurts more open to doing more things that were conducive to his skill set than this year. It's it just either that tone or the paycheck is skewing the lines here on how they're coaching him. Something's different. No, no. You know what? Let me ask you this, right? Um, do you think Brian Johnson hasn't gotten the full Jalen Hurts toolbox? And what I'm saying is because, you know, he's been bad on the knee. He doesn't have the same burst as last year. You know, Shane Steichen kind of had Hurts fresh, like he, up until the Chicago game, obviously. And this you, isn't his system. This is you think, Shane Steichen's system. Right, right. So so do you think – do you think that plays into what Brian Johnson is doing and not doing because of Hurts kind of dealing with that nagging knee? Okay. Do, so what and I'm not to, and I'm not trying to make excuses. No, I'm, no, just no, to, I'm, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to unpack it a little bit. Hear, hear me out here. Yeah. What you're trying to do is you're saying that he needs a little more time for these guys to get plugged in. And I and there's look, I, I made the comparison to Sean Payton and Russell Wilson taking half the season to get on the same page. But my question would be, is that those two guys are going to Canton. Why would you put a training wheels offensive coordinator in with a guy who's in the conversation for most valuable player two years in a row? What's the point of having a lesser experienced, even if you think down the line he could become a head coach, Tone, Mm -hmm. and a fabulous coordinator? Why are you experimenting with someone who's never done it with a guy you're paying $50 million to, wouldn't you want the most experienced and the most coachable? And I mean coachable OC so that the front office feels comfortable, the quarterback feels comfortable, the head coach feels comfortable. Why not get a guy in there who is a seasoned pro that knows how to develop that style of play 
versus a guy who's never even coached anyone at that level in that high-pressure job as an NFL OC. It's one thing to be at Mississippi State in Gainesville. Right. It's another thing to be in Philadelphia with the runner-up to the MVP with a 9-1 record. That's um, my problem. I, to- I, I, I totally understand that, and I can't even really argue against that, right? Um, do you think – and this is me just trying to peel the layers back. Do you think because they got such a late start on the hiring process after the Super Bowl that it influenced their decision to kind of stay within? I think – no, I think I think the whole problem came on the defensive side, and I think it pro- – now, I think what they were going to do, their priority number one was the defensive side, and I think they got caught with their draws down because the Fangio thing was supposed to be set up, and then the whole fiasco with Gannon and the hiring and mm-hmm. Vic getting pissed off and how things were going around the room. You know, Fangio took the job in Miami. Remember they offered and went down and interviewed the the defensive coordinator at Georgia. I think he was the second guy in the room mm-hmm. that they were going to hire. And then they get Desai. Now, Desai is a disciple of Fangio. He, From what I understand, Carroll made a hell of a pitch to Howie for him, saying that this guy's this, this guy's that. A lot of people came to bat for Sean Desai on his style, but nobody knew. He had a little bit of a time up in Chicago when he – I think he was a coordinator up there for one year in Chicago, from what I understand. And he did a little right. bit of that. He showed signs. Pete swore by him, put a lot of great systems. Now, remember something. When Desai was up in Seattle, they were atrocious on defense. Okay? This last year, they have fixed it. But Pete – Well, they got, more ta- they got more talent this year, too. They got more talent they this did. year. That's right. They got more talent. That helped. Obviously, they couldn't stop the run two years ago. They couldn't get to the quarterback. They went out right. and made a ton of moves. So, not all personnel on him. So I think that whole process, that's when they went, oh, we were going to elevate Brian Johnson anyway because they wanted continuity. And they wanted to, hey, anytime you anytime you elevate from within, that's what you're looking to do, Tone. You're, I mean, like when Tony Dungy was developing Mike Tomlin, Lovey Smith, um, Herm Edwards, mm-hmm. and he had all those – those guys were all on his coaching staff. And that's when insane. he – Think about that. And you had Monty Kiffin. So you had Monty Kiffin, Mike Tomlin, Herm Edwards, Lovey Smith. These guys were all on that team and that defensive side of the room with Dungy. Those guys were all being developed to become head football coaches somewhere else. And and, th- and, and elevating from within. You know what the Bucks used to do, Two-Tone? The Bucks used to have a no-contact contract with all these guys that you couldn't hire them because they tried to keep every single one of their guys so that you couldn't come in and raid the place. Mm. Um, they were not letting you come in and take those guys unless it was a head coaching job. You don't see, you don't see those anymore. <laughs> you don't, Oh, no, they, they don't. Because the NFL Players Association, one good thing they did right was get rid of those contracts because that's how you elevate guys from within anyway. But you want to elevate. And I, I get the philosophy – it's not it's not a bad way of going about it. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad philosophy. You guys kept he's saying just, to me, Tom, oh, they've been boys for this and that. I'm like, that has no bearing yeah, on yeah. whether or not you're as good OC or not. Yeah, it's a cool story, but that hasn't really moved the needle for me either. So yeah, again, like you said, the philosophy isn't flawed. It's just that the, the coordinator just isn't as good as we would like him to be. And it's it's a problem. It was because he's not ready. Man, I'd be ready. It's a I whole mean, different ball game, like you said, but, Colin. Get, get, get here. 
Jesus criminy, man. I wish Eagle fans could see this. The coordinators in the Super Bowl cost you. Man, don't don't don't, don't bring back those memories. I'm just still. saying, I mean, <laughs> why not have as many quality guys around quality players as you can? Tone, if I had Einstein as a student, would I hire a guy out of high school to teach him? How no, does that I, make I, sense? I, I, I get where you're going. I, I, I get where you're going with it. Um, you know, I'm, I understand completely what you're saying. And then, they're you paying know, Sean Payton twenty million dollars to fix Russell Wilson. Right, right. You know, the conversation always goes back to, hey, they're nine and one somehow. <laughs> it always goes back to that, right? So because that's the quarterback. You know, it. it we're, we're, you know, it's so funny you say and that. the or, and the organization. You know, I I, I I watched every one of these games many times over, and there are so many situations where I say to myself, why aren't we doing enough to incorporate the short game in Jalen, for Jalen Hurts so he can get the ball out sooner? They're and, not creative enough. And I and I think that's my biggest gripe with him. They're, like The short game isn't throwing a bubble screen five times in a row. Man, they a have game. a really small playbook. That 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 was the when he when I saw him when I saw him run five bubble screens back to back to back I was like oh my god this guy really had like I I have no idea who this guy is I have no idea okay, if he can do this job. Let me ask you one last question here. Yep, let's do it. Don't you think their playbook this year looks smaller than last year? It does. It does. Don't you think it's missing a couple pages this year? Hey, you want to you want to know what's wrong with the offense? I don't think the playbook's as big. I they think look, they're really good. I think you see a lot of the same numbers, but I don't think you have the same playbook. I think there's you, about 25 play, pages missing. You know, you know what was Shane Steichen's? It's so funny you say that. You know what was Shane Steichen's like his one of his strengths? He was able to bring give you so many options out of a single play. That's the difference to me between him and Brian Johnson. Exactly. Shane Steichen was so sharp at he was so creative at being able to give the quarterback. So many different variations of the same play in the same formation, but different outcomes. You follow me? So I think that's what's missing. Um, there is there is a lack of creativity. No one, no one can convince me otherwise. We just there, started seeing some jet sweeps. Man, I mean, it's only it's only taken half the season to it's get. It's only taken half the season, right? <laughs> okay, I mean, it's only taken us a couple times. Hey, by the way, last one here. Right. I'm going to say this. Here's my. I say that Josh Allen throws for 375. Three touchdowns, one pick, one fumble. I say Jalen Hurts, watch this, throws for 250, um, 60 yards rushing, one touchdown passing, one rushing. And that's and he has 29 attempts, and Allen has to throw the ball 50 times. And I have like a low that. completion percentage. I like that. I think his yard. I, I think Allen's yard to be closer to like three twenty. But okay. But 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 I but your premise though. I'm I saying think, fifty I think attempts though. Yeah yeah yeah. Your your premise is spot on. I think I I think Allen throws for north of forty five attempts. And think about, think about how this looks. You're almost at ten yards of play with Hertz, and with fifty attempts at three hundred and seventy five. Plus the completion percentage. Okay. I say he's going to be maybe even north of 50 attempts. 375. Let's just say 370. 
What's the what's the average per play on 370 with 50 attempts? Seven yards in attempt. Jalen will have almost 10. Bingo. Math, babe. Listen, and listen. Football, people will go like this. Football is a How math. How can you equation. say that Jalen Hurts won't throw for as many yards? Are they effective yards? And does he football, turn the ball over? Football is a math equation. Football is all about math. You like that? That means we lost. I, I, I don't see it that way because that's how you play Dak. Right. That's, two weeks you of, didn't two, have Dak's numbers, but you did. Two weeks in a row, Jalen Hurts is throwing, for, uh, throwing like 22, 23, or 24 attempts. And, you know. He's got yeah. one 300-yard game in the last five weeks. And people think he's going to go for 390 in the game. <laughs> that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to balance the ledger here, Tone. 15 passing TDs, 15 rushing TDs. They're in week 10, and their scoring now is on the scale. They've balanced yeah. the ship. Yeah, again, I've I've always been I've always been a fan of balance. I prefer balance attacks more than anything because teams teams can't predict what you're gonna do. So why not? Why not? You know this, man. I got sorry that if I get distracted a little bit, I'm still thinking of that last leg tonight. Man, who are you telling, dog? I'm Man. thinking about a put. Listen, listen. Hey, hey, you, hey, do you like my two? Last night was a two buttoner, man. I mean, it was. Hey, listen. Forgive me if I'm a little sluggish today. I had a plate before I came on camera, so. Uh... <laughs> hey, I ate that shit at nine o'clock this morning, man. I even had a double egg. Oh. <laughs> listen, stills, stills. <laughs> hey, you and them yams. Hey, shut up with you and my wife with them freaking yams. I see them yams. I want to throw Can't, up. Listen, candy yams, collard greens, baked macaroni and cheese. Oh, my daughter loves turkey stuffing, ham, deviled eggs, cornbread, sweet potato pie, apple pie. Come on, man. Hey, did, you ever, did I ever tell you my chitlin story? Oh, my God. Chitlins are disgusting, dude. Hold on. Hold on. Chitlins are disgusting. Were, now, if you, you've seen some Italian food, some of that shit, like have you ever had scongeal? No, I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> I'm not sure you'd eat it. <laughs> Chicken and steak fajitas, baby. All right. Hey, Q, chill. Check it out. So Jerome takes me down to, like, Liberty City. And I'd, I'd never seen chitlins or any, any southern food. I had not. So I walk in there, and I see a lot of these Chinese boxes. And I go like this. I go, oh, what's this? I go, damn, what's that smell? He goes, you got to try this. And these things stunk. So I like crunchy shit, whatever that means. So I, I, I take my plastic fork, I, I eat one, and it smells, but I'm like, man, this is kind of tasty. So I eat another one. Jerome goes, you like these? I go, I think so. He goes, man, that's stuffed intestines. And I said, man, we got kind of like my grandfather used to have like pig's ears and noses and all kinds of shit downstairs. So I'm I'm used to eating crazy shit like eel mm. and <laughs> you're not eating anything in a jar listen, like listen, that. Are you, I, dude? I just got used Something to calamari. From Silence of the Lambs. You're not eating anything out of that. Listen, I just got used to calamari. Don't don't even talk to me about none of that. Ugh. What's wrong with calamari? Why did no, you just no, get used to it? Because uh, you didn't like the tentacles. It's squid. It's squid. What am I doing? Like, come on. It's an octopus. Whatever it is. Squid like, is sensational. Uh, I mean. Oh, dude. You know what? I like it. See, I don't like it fried. I like it marinated. No, see, no, see it got to be like fried. It, I like it nice, you know, and cooked and boiled and thrown in there, man. I like to see the suckers on it, man. 
Cut that shit up, man. Put okay. that stuff in a salad. Hey, by the nah. way, so I could throw some. Do you like anchovies? No, 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 no. Do you like fish? Yeah, yeah, I like fish. I love. Wait a minute. I love what cat, kind of fish? I love, Let me I, guess. I, fish I, and I, chips. Listen. No, no, no. <laughs> I love catfish. I love. Uh, I love salmon. I love flounder. Um, I love bass. You know what I mean? You but, sound like um, a freshwater guy. You like trout? Yeah, trout is good. Yeah, I look. Listen, you know, I love. I, I love my fish fried, man. I love my fish fried. Damn, deep fried my fish, baby. See, here's deep me. Deep fried my fish. Nice lobster tail. I love oil, lobster. Some scongeal. It's the shell stuff. Down like the southerners call it conch, but it's not. And you cut these things up, and you put. My grandpa used to take them out, cut them out, put them in this jar, and he would put it in Hebrew salt, and it would take all the all the coloring out of it, make it as white as the paper. Then we mm. cut it up. You get garlic, lemon, salt, parsley, and you turn that thing around. <laughs> oh, God, when I die, I want to be. I want 18 cans going with me like <laughs> like, like I'm Ramses the <laughs> third. Okay. Cause I'm gonna take that shit in the afterlife with me. Man, so <laughs> I got so many leftovers, it's ridiculous. Remind you, it's only me and my wife, and me and her cook for like four or five people. So like, it, we got some leftovers, man. We got some leftovers. And I as soon as like as soon as I get up the camera, as soon as I go to break, listen. Apple pie in the microwave, baby, or put it in the oven. Whatever comes, oh, whatever happens, whatever is done first. Cream. I still got the plate in my my bedroom. <laughs> you see, hey, when what when a, we, what, when I have holidays, of milk. Oh my god. Hey, listen. Oh, I can't drink milk, man, because it's like it gives me gas. But anyway, so what? Hey, so what happens is, like, <laughs> when I when during the holiday, I don't sleep with my old lady. I sleep in like the, the spare room because I like to go in there in the middle of the night. Just walk in there and go like this. What we got here? Let's see here. Man, where's that roll, man? Put that. Said, I go in here? there about ten thirty at night, man. Put that plate down there. I'm sitting around and I'm watching whatever. I've been watching The Godfather lately because it's a family movie. You know, I know there's whack in that thing, but you it's know still what? a I've family been, movie. I've been meaning to rewatch that because The Godfather is such a. I, I, I love like Italian, a, like uh, hey, who would have thought mobs movies? Eating, murdering, you know, I mean, drugs and chicks. Is it that what the holidays are all about? <laughs> hey, listen, listen. You know what's so funny, right? Every time I look at that Thanksgiving food, I feel like I feel it speaking to me. You know what it says? Hey, Tone, now you can't leave. <laughs> now you can't leave. <laughs> yeah, Yell goes like this. I'm sure she, I'm sure your wife likes that. Oh, oh yeah, because she knows, man. Deviled eggs, big cells. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh my goodness! Hey, watch this! I do, I do the I do the ice cream creep walk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that guy Harlow. <laughs> hey, Tone, that guy Harlow, man. I go to my daughter and I go, "Who is this guy? Mickey Mouse Club?" She's like, "No, he's a rapper." I go, "That's not, honey. That's not rapping. Talking about your mom folding your socks and putting them in your top drawer. That's not rapping." She goes, no, this guy's really popular. I go, no, he's yeah, you know what he, he is? He's, he's popular, but I don't. He's set up to play both sides of the aisle, so he's marketable. They, they, dude, that guy's just a marketing guy. He ain't really talent. 
But listen, hey man, I I I, I don't. I've never. It's so funny. You he was like, I probably like that guy. I, I don't like him in the. Oh, slightest. I hate that guy. Yeah, he's not. He's not. I, like, you think you could have put you could have brought Eminem out there, man? I, I would have been cool with that. I would have oh, been cool with him. The NFL's gonna drop Eminem's ass and a half. Nah, you're right. Joe. Nah, you're right. Nah, you're right. right. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, Tony, you got to. That's asking me too much. You're right. You got to think about somebody. You're gonna put somebody like um, Cool Mo D out there. <laughs> You got hey, you got to think somebody that's as old as Mick Jagger before oh, you man. start. You know they're not gonna. They're not putting. No, I, I was pretty shocked with the Super Bowl. Um, when they had all when they had all the guys out there. Um, oh Dre yeah, you talking about guys, um, the, Dr. Them, Dre, uh, Dre Fifty Cent, Kendrick, yeah. uh, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige. Yeah, that was Eminem. I was surprised too, honestly. And, and it, it, it it went well. It went well. It's, I like that. Yeah, but I told Cube, I go, I told Cube, man, I said, bro. He t- oh my God! Hey, Ice Cube texted me last night. I go, hey, ha- um, I-, I I probably shouldn't say it, but I go, hey man, happy Thanksgiving. He goes, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I celebrate good eating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I like that. I ain't mad at that either. I don't I celebrate Thanksgiving. I celebrate good eating. Hey man, Tone, great stuff, man. Definitely, I appreciate you. So it's always fun. You got it. Hey, so thirty to twenty-one. Yep, 30 to 21, exactly. Yep, that's what I got, 30 to 21. You got it. All right, my friend, appreciate yes, it very sir. much. That's my friend, Tone. Don't forget, Philly Godfather at 530. Happy Wings giving from our friends at Hooters. Folks, do me a favor, or the iconic Hooter girls. Um, want you to know that each day through the month of November, there will be a special every day of the week at the Hooters for the month of November. Absolutely awesome stuff. Cold cores, light drafts, $2.99, 25 cents goes from each purchase to a local charity. The calendars, 2024. Nine of the girls, by the way, are they're featured in this calendar. And there's a hundred dollars in gift cards. Lunch specials, Monday through Friday, 1130 to 3. Boneless wings. Uh, happy hour, Monday through Friday, four to six, six items, six bucks. Try the fried pickles, you'll love them. Tuesdays, buy 10 wings, get 10 boneless free. Wing Wednesdays, 1983, all you can eat. Kids eat for free on Saturdays. We so appreciate your business, and thank you so much for being part of Hooters as they've been part of our show this fall here. Go to northeasthooters.com. That's northeasthooters.com, and do me a favor. When you roll in, tell them Big Sill sent you. Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Football show. Philly Godfather, you want to make some money? 530. I love Zach Martin. The future Hall of Fame offensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys. What was his quote? You start playing real playoff football after Thanksgiving. Hey, Zach, what would you know about playing playoff football? What in the world would you know about playing playoff football? What would you know? I mean, one and done, dude. That's who the Cowboys, they should have t-shirts made. One and done. Who in the world? One and done. You sound like a guy who plays for Calipari. Only difference is he's going on to make millions in the NBA. Yeah, he's he's like, hey, man, you know, I got to tell you, you know, we're, we're getting ready for playoff mode now. Playoff mode? The hell would you know about playoff mode? So Jerry Jones said today also on his radio show that the Dallas Cowboys can win it all. And that some people are saying that this is the best Cowboy team since the early 90s when they won their last Super Bowl. Does it matter? Hey, I will make this point to you. I think Mike McCarthy 
has been an upgrade from Kellen Moore. I don't think there is many spectacular plays by Dak Prescott, but he's not turning the ball over. That, to me, is the big improvement with Dak. Now, some would go, Sills, look who they're playing. Completely agree. But I thought he was good against the Eagles. Again, I'm not giving him any kind of kudos here for losing. I'm just saying he really wasn't the turnover machine. He's been protecting the football. Okay? I think he's absolutely. Gregory goes, Romo thinks he won the Super Bowl. Romo thinks, no, 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 Greg. Romo talks like he's Troy Aikman. Jerry treats Tony Romo like he's Troy Aikman. And he's not. He's Kirk Cousins. Just wearing the star. I guarantee you, my friends, Tony Romo is going to get a lot of push for the Pro Football Hall of Fame because of Jerry Jones. You, you can you can guarantee that Jerry Jones is going to do everything he can to get that guy consideration for the most for the uh, Hall of Fame. He get this. He's the all time leading passer in Cowboy history. Nobody in the world. He's not better than Danny White. He's not better than Danny White. Danny White was a better quarterback than Tony Romo. And he's talking about the Cowboys. And again, the Cowboys are funny. They're saying how great Dak is, but they won't address his contract or his money. They won't address his money yet. That they won't even come near whether or not they're going to read. If you're Dallas right now, today, would you give Dak Prescott a brand new three-year contract at $55 million a year? Yes or no? If you're Dallas, do you give Dak Prescott a $50 million a year do you make him first off? Let's let's do this. Hey, by the way, they keep telling me how great he is. He's in the MVP conversation. Don't you get it every time Jerry Jones op- hang on for a second. Every time Jerry Jones opens his mouth. Every time, wait a minute, Yale. Every time he opens his mouth, the value for Dak goes up when people say shit like this. Dak's an MVP candidate. Well, if Dak's an MVP candidate, doesn't that put him in the $50 million a year range? Okay, so now we've come to the conclusion he's in the $50 million a year range because he's an MVP candidate. He's playing really good ball. He's not turning it over. Okay, now let's start talking about this conversation. Do you make him the highest paid player in the NFL? Yes or no? Would I pay Dak Prescott $50 million? Yeah, but wait. I would say this. What's my option? Hang on. You guys say no. What's the option? What's the option? 
What option do you have if it's not Dak? I don't want a draft choice. I'm 80 years old. I don't want to bring a rookie quarterback in. I know, Yale. I'm 80 years old. I'm the owner. I'm 80. I don't want a rookie quarterback. No, thank you. What's my options? Kyler Murray? I'm not on Deion's son. I think him and Caleb? No, thank you. I think the kid Penix from Washington's better than both those guys. I think that guy, by the way, that Jaden Daniels, I think Jaden Daniels is better than Shador and Caleb. That Jalen that Daniels kid at LSU, I like that kid. They're going to roll with Dak with $50 million. I guarantee you. They're going to roll with Dak because they're going to have to roll with Dak with that. All right. Let's, before we reset Sunday's game here, by the way, Philly Godfather is going to join us at the bottom of the hour here. Hey, man, he's done really well since he's joined the program. Each and every single Friday at 5.30, we look forward to touching base with him. Um, here's the playoff picture right now as it sits. Let's do the uh, AFC. Get, the Ravens are the number one seed right now at 8-3. and three. That's incredible. Boy, if the Ravens get the home field in the AFC playoffs, can they make the Super Bowl? Yes. If the Ravens get home field, they'll get to the Super Bowl. Chiefs are two at seven and three. Jags are third at seven and three. Dolphins four in the East at seven and three. The Browns are seven and three. The Texans are six and four. Steelers are six and four. The Bills are six and five and a desperate team this weekend at Lincoln Financial. The Colts are at five and five. Nice job, Shane Steichen. And there's the Broncos at five and five. Think about this. Can I tell you this? I think the Browns are going to be knocked out. I think the Steelers are going to be knocked out. And I believe the Broncos and the Bills are going to get into the playoffs. So let me show you what you're going to have in the AOC playoffs. Listen to this list of quarterbacks that you have to get through. Okay? You're going to have Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, or uh, Trevor Lawrence, Tug of Viola, C.J. Stroud, Russell Wilson, and Josh Allen. What do they all have in common? They're all first-round draft choices. Listen to that gauntlet of quarterbacks because I think the Browns and the Steelers, I think the Texans are going to get in. I think the Browns and the Steelers are going to get knocked out and the Broncos and the Bills are going to get in. And you're going to have 
some of the greatest quarterbacks in the game that are going to be playing against one another in the AFC playoff race. I'm telling you, man, that's must-see television on an AFC side. You got a bunch of bums on the NFC side outside of Hurts. Seriously, outside of Hurts and Purdy and Dak, the rest of them are bums. Here's how it would look right now, playoffs. Ravens would get the bye. Chiefs in a wild card would play the Steelers. Jags would play the Texans. Dolphins would play the Browns. I think that's going to change a lot. Over in the NFC side, Eagles top billing, 9-1. and one. Commanding lead, actually. 49ers 2, 8-3. and three. Lions 8-3 and three in a three-hole. And the shitty Saints at 5-5 five and five because division winners get the four seed at 5-5. Five and five. Cowboys 8-3 and three at 5. Vikings, I think, will end up getting knocked out. And I think the Seahawks, I'm with Tone. I think the Vikings and the Seahawks are very vulnerable to getting knocked out. But they're in six and seven. The Packers are at five and six. And I think they're coming. The Rams are still alive at four and six. There's just shitty teams after seven in the NFC, though. It's not a very strong conference. The AFC is by far superior. Got better quarterbacks. Got nobody's here. 49ers would play the Seahawks. Lions would play the Vikings. Saints would play the Cowboys. Do you know who you would play? Because it would go like this 49ers win. It would be 49ers Lions. And it would be Eagles Cowboys. In the divisional round at Lincoln Financial. You're going to play the Dallas Cowboys. I thought you'd play them in the NFC title game. But you're going to play the Cowboys in the opening round of the playoffs. (laughs) Okay. You're going to play the Cowboys. (laughs) In the opening round of the playoffs. Yeah, because this is how this would go. Let's just go here. Chiefs would win. They would play the Jags. Yeah. And the Dolphins would play the Ravens. Dolphins can beat the Ravens. Chiefs and Jags in KC. Dolphins and... Ravens, let's just say, so the AFC championship game would be Chiefs in Baltimore. Baltimore would win that. Could the Eagles get out of the opening round? What if you got beat in the opening round by the Cowboys? Wow. (laughs) My God. It would be Cowboys and Niners in the AFC title game. So let me get this right. You ready, guys? You're going to have to go through the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. 
Last year, you went through Dimes Jones, Christian McCaffrey at quarterback, and Mahomes. This year, it's it's Dak, Purdy. It'd be Dak, Purdy, and and uh, Lamar Jackson. No, no, I'm talking about the 49. No, it would go like this, Yale. 49ers win against the Seahawks. They would play. They they 49ers would play. 49ers would play the Lions because the Cowboys are the wild card team, and the wild card team would play the Eagles because they're the lesser seeded. When you get the bye, you don't play a division winner. You play the lowest seeded team. Okay? No, it's not. It's you play the wild card. No, it's not maybe. 49ers beat a wild card Seahawk team. They would take on if the Lions beat the Vikings, they would take the Lions on. Cowboys beat the Saints. They take the number one seed Eagles on. That's how that tournament works. The Eagles would play the lower-seeded team, which would be Dallas, because they'd be the only remaining wild card. Lions are still the two. 49ers right now are the two. They're not the two. The 49ers are the two right now. Not correct. Okay? The Lions are not in the two-hole. The 49ers are. They're eight and three now. They've moved up to the number two seed. You would play the Cowboys in the opening round of the playoffs. (whistles) Your opening round. How you doing? How you doing, man? This is all incorrect. You don't know the seating. This is all which... That is the seating I said as of today. Anyway. Uh, once again, Prince is not listening. The seeds are this. Right now. Today. Eagles, Niners, Lions, Saints. Cowboys are five. Here, the leader, I'll make it very simple for those of you out there who are idiots. Eagles' best record in the NFC, one. 49ers, eight and three. They have a tiebreaker. They're in the two-hole. Leaders in the NFC West. The Lions, eight and three, are number three in the three-hole because of a tiebreaker. The NFC South leader is the Saints. They're in the four hole, five and five. Cowboys, from four down, they're all wild cards. Cowboys are the highest seeded wild card team at eight and three. 
Vikings are six and five. Seahawks are six and five. Anywhere you look, that's the seedings as of today. End of story. <laughs> and you'd get the Cowboys. Wow. So you'd have to play. You're going to play the Cowboys three times this year. You listen. You don't care. Br- we don't care. Bring them on. <laughs> oh, no, they're coming. They're coming for you. The Cowboys. By the way, man, Philly 500 is looking right. And so am I. Because I think the Cowboys, I thought the Cowboys would play you um, in the NFC title game. The only way that can happen is if the Cowboys win the East and they can't. I don't think they can, unless you go on some iconic losing streak, which I don't see. But you're going to play them in the playoffs. I had you playing them in the NFC title game. Okay? I had them play, but you're going to probably play them in the opening round of the divisional round. Man, you lose that game. Oh, my God. 24-10. Eagle eyes, Super Bowl. Cowboys eyes, playoff win. Well, you got to beat the Cowboys. You got to beat the Eagles before you can get to the Super Bowl. Can you imagine? See, now, look. Check, check this out. If the Eagles lose to the Bills this weekend. Okay, I, if the Eagles lose to the Bills this weekend, that puts them at... Nine and two. One game up on San Francisco. Wow, you'd only be one game up on San Francisco, Detroit, and the Cowboys. Wow, there's still some ball to play here. And then if San Francisco beats you and those teams continue to win, San Francisco would have the tiebreaker in home field. Right. If you lose to the Bills this weekend and then lose to San Francisco, San Francisco would be the number one seed. And Dallas and you would be tied, and that game in Arlington would come down to the NFC East. Oh, holy shit. There's still some ball to play. Oh, my God. Before Hey, wait a minute. Before I get Philly, Philly Godfather in here, so let me get this right. If the Eagles lose this weekend, it drops them down to two losses. Then they lose to San Francisco. San Francisco and Dallas continues to win. San Francisco would own the tiebreaker over the Cowboys. They would own the tiebreaker over the Cowboys and Philly. So the NFC title game would be in San Francisco. And that means that Arlington game would come down. Who wins the NFC East? Philly Godfather has been on top of this. There's still some ball to be played here. Holy cow. This game's pretty big then on Sunday. Let's bring the man, the myth, the legend in here, man. He's been killing it here on the program. He is our friend. Philly Godfather. Hey, man, not a ball to be played. Go birds, baby. Go birds. <laughs> hey, wait, wait now. Hey, check this out. If they lose this weekend, that means that they're a game behind or they're a game up on San Francisco and Dallas, who is also eight and three. 49ers win that game. 
49ers get the tiebreaker then because they've beaten Dallas and they've beaten Philly. And if they win out, they would host the NFC title game. And that game in Arlington would determine the NFC East, kind of what you've been saying the entire year. It's that close, man. That's why I took the Cowboys at 16 to 1. It's all about the price. We don't bet on teams, we bet on price. And I said it all year. Are the Cowboys as good as the Eagles? Slightly off. I mean, the Eagles are slightly better. But if the ball bounces their way or uh, if San Fran gets hot down the stretch and the Eagles lose to Buffalo this weekend and then they lose the Cowboys in Dallas, well, then here come the Cowboys. And Dak Prescott's down to 7-1 to to win the MVP right now. Who's a bigger favorite to win the MVP? Is it Jalen or him still? Jalen is, but here comes Dak Prescott. He's putting up some big numbers, man. And if the Eagles, if Jalen falters down the stretch a little bit, Dak's coming on strong. So these next three weeks could determine the MVP award too. Yeah, there's a lot of football left. There's a ton of football left. It ain't over yet. You know, I know that all the Eagles fans are loving that 9-1 record. But like I said, all you know, last couple of weeks, this is probably the best 7-3 and three or 6-4 and four team I've seen in the NFL in a long time. And they're lucky to be nine and one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what'd you make it? What'd you take away from the Cowboy win against the Commanders? Not much. I mean, the Commanders' pass defense one of the worst in the NFL. Uh, I knew Dak was going to have a big game. I gave out the over in his passing yards. I gave out C.D. Lamb to score a touchdown. Turpin to score a touchdown at plus seven fifty at seven to one. We were all over the Cowboy. It just the Commanders are just a bad team. Were you shocked that Detroit laid an egg? I was. Even though I was on the Packers plus eight, I thought Detroit would win the game. Uh, I knew last time they played, you know, the, the Packers lost by 14 points, but they had a bunch of offensive linemen out, and they were actually more injured than they were last time they played than going into this game, and their defense was getting healthier. I just didn't expect Detroit to lose the game, though. Do you think San Francisco is a better football team than the Philadelphia Eagles? When they're healthy, yes. When they're healthy, they, I think they're better. I think they're better. You think Seattle's falling apart? No, I just don't think they're, you know, at that upper echelon with the You think Eagles. they make the playoffs? Yeah, they got a shot. I mean, they got a shot. Uh, I just don't think they're as good as the Eagles, the 49ers, the Cowboys, uh, Detroit. They're like, you know, a tier below those teams. Do you think if the what what do you think the Eagles record would be? Get this, I'm going to show you something here. Personally, I think the Browns and the Steelers are going to get knocked out. I think the Texans make it and I think the Broncos and Bills sneak in. Look at these quarterbacks you'll have. Lamar Jackson as of today is the number 1 seed in the AFC. You'd have Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Tua. Then you would have CJ Stroud, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen would be your playoffs by the end. Right now, it's Browns, Texans, and Steelers rounding out the wild cards. But I think those other teams, because the Browns – do you think the Broncos, are you more high on them now making the postseason now that they've even their record at 5-5? Five and five, Or do you I mean, think that's still a stretch? They won four in a row, but their defense is still suspect to me. They're one of the lowest sack percentage rates on their defensive line in the NFL – you know, to make the playoffs, you got to have a great defensive line that gets a lot of pressure on quarterbacks, and you got to have a solid offense. And the offensive side has gotten fixed, I think, with Russell Wilson, but that defense is still suspect to me. And they got a long road ahead of them. I don't know if they make the playoffs, to tell you the truth, Dan. It's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs.
All right, let's get into the today. Miami and the Jets. What do you got today? I mean, the game already went off. Miami's blowing them out. They're killing them right now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what's the score? They're uh, I think they're smoking that team right now. The Jets have laid an egg, right? Man, what it's 27 up? to 6. I mean, all you had to do was lay nine points. They're only up by uh by 21. Are you buy are you buying them now, Miami? Now that Jalen Ramsey's back, they're playing better on defense. As they get healthier, they're one of the most dangerous teams in the AFC. They got so many weapons on offense. Defensively, they're gonna get healthier. Their offensive line is getting healthier. Uh they got one of the better coaches in the AFC. I think I like him a lot. Uh, McDaniel's one of the young guys out there that I like. Yeah, they're a very dangerous team, this Miami team. And as they get healthier down the stretch, I mean, you saw them against the Eagles. You know, they had some brain cramps. Tyreek dropped a, a touchdown pass, two or through an interception in the end zone, uh, 10 penalties for a gazillion yards in that matchup. This is a very good team. Sunday games. Carolina at Tennessee. <laughs> that's, a, that's a game where you, you want to hope that your three scotch is in. Yeah, it's down to three and a half. I think it's a coin flip. Give me Carolina plus three and a half. I mean, both teams are are bad. Uh, Both teams are atrocious. Carolina showing a little bit of fight down the stretch here. I mean, give give me the points. Do you think Bryce Young's the guy? He doesn't look like it this year, but you got to give him at least one more season. They got a horrible offensive line. They got, I mean, they're so dysfunctional. Uh, you got to give him at least one more year, playing time to really decide how good that kid is. Tell you what, David Tepper knows how to make a lot of money, man, but he don't know how to make football, does he? <laughs> <laughs> that shows you sometimes right there. Just because you think you know how to make a lot of money doesn't mean you know how to make good football teams. Yeah, I mean, it's a different type of business. You know, it's you know, because you're a good at one thing doesn't mean it's you're a people good. business. That's why Philly Godfather, the NFL is a people business. And when you're in, in that kind of business and making money, you don't give a shit about the people. Right, right. I mean, but then you got Howie. Howie's unreal for the Eagles, man. I, you know, if it wasn't for him, I don't know where this team would be because Sirianni doesn't impress me. Uh, Howie, Howie's pretty sharp. He just had to cut um, Derek Barnett. Holy <laughs> cow. Derek, you know, Derek Barnett had more tackles than sacks. I mean, no, 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 excuse me. He had more penalties than sacks. How old is he now? He's, pretty, he's up there, ain't he? I lost track, man. <laughs> hey, I lost track of Derek Barnett four years ago, dude. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man, that guy was given a roster spot, and when when hey, he, they gave him a chair because he was a first round pick. This is an interesting game. Jags at Houston. That's huge. It's a huge game. I mean, I know the Jags have one more win on the season, but the Texans actually have the better point differential on the year. Uh, revenge spot here for Jacksonville. If you remember the first time they played, I think they got, they lost 37-17, but they did turn over the ball twice in that game. So they lost a turnover differential two to nothing, which is huge in the NFL. Anytime that happens, you lose the game over 80% of the time. Uh, C.J. Stroud actually has a better odds to be the MVP now than uh, Lawrence. I mean, no one expected this kid to come in and play like he has. Both teams are pretty, playing some pretty good football down the stretch. I think Texas have won four of the last five. Jags six of the last seven. I like the Jags here. Anything under a field goal, revenge spot. I think they don't turn the ball over like they did the first time around, and they win this game. They're the better team. I'd, 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 I'd forgotten what you said. If the Eagles were in the AFC, what would their record be? <laughs> Maybe five, five and five, six and four. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, to be honest, I'm busting chops, but they have beaten the Chiefs, which is, uh, you know, I mean, they got lucky, but they still beat a pretty good team. Um, I don't know if they'd be 9-1, but 6-4, 7-3, definitely. <laughs> oh, my God. New England at the Giants. I mean, <laughs> hey, who would have ever thought that New England's the shittiest team in the NFL? Two of the worst offenses in the NFL. Totals down to 34 points. I mean, that's a low total. Uh, the line went from five and a half. It's down to three and a half, three in some spots. Giants, I don't know. I'm not looking to bet the game here, especially I'm not looking to lay three and a half on the Patriots on the road. Uh, I'm not looking to bet this game in, in no shape, form, or fashion. It's just a bad game. Oh, Tone just goes like this. What do you mean, Muck? <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw the word luck at people from Philly, dude. They don't believe in Buck. I mean, 9 1 with the sixth best point differential in the NFL. There's a little luck involved. Let's be honest. There's four or five games that could have went the other way. It's, you know, it's. Uh, there's a lot of luck involved this year for this Eagles team. And God, listen, if they can keep winning games like this and win the Super Bowl like this, well, God bless them. But usually your luck runs out. So if they get the Cowboys in the opening round of the playoffs, because the way it's looking today, if you were to do it, here, here's how the um, second round of the divisional game would be. It'd be Lions and Niners, and it would be Cowboys and Eagles at Lincoln Financial. Who would you take in that game? Uh, depends on the price, but game will probably come out Eagles minus three, and I'd probably have a big wager on the Cowboys plus three and on the money line. I think they win that game outright in Philly. <laughs> Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. It's a tough game, man. Uh, no Joe Burrow. But that kid, he looked pretty good against the Ravens. I mean, he, he threw for like 68 yards and a touchdown. He looks serviceable. The total's down to 35. It was 41 and a half when Burrow was supposed to play. I kind of like the over. I think both teams can score some points here. Pittsburgh fired their offensive coordinator, so they only got to get they can only get better. They can't get worse than they were on offense. So I like the over 35 points in this matchup. And I'm leaning towards the Bengals. I mean, the line originally was like six. Uh Burrow got hurt. Now it's Pittsburgh minus one and a half, two. If the game gets to two and a half, I'll probably buy the half a point and take the Bengals plus three. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't throw this game at you without laughing at it, but Tampa Bay and the Colts, and I'll tell you why. The Colts are sitting in a nine hole right now. They're five and five on the season. They beat this Bucks team. And if the Browns and the Steelers, like I said, and the Texans start to wobble here a little bit, hard to believe that the Colts with Gardner Minshew could potentially be right there at the eighth spot or potentially even the seventh spot by Monday. If they win this ball game, kind of crazy here. Um, they win this game. Do you think they take this game? It's at home too in Indy. I mean, we're talking about Minshew. He's, the Colts have put up 27 or more points four He's times. Played well. And in all four games, Minshew has been quarterback. He's been putting up points for that team. Game opened up one. Right now it's Colts minus two and a half. There's some sharp money in the Colts. Tampa Bay's offense is what? The third worse than the NFC, maybe sixth worse than the NFL. They can't score. I kind of like the Colts here. Anything under a field goal, I think they get the job done, man. Their Colts' pass defense is better. Their overall defense is better. Uh, they're better on offense in every metric. Tampa has a tough time scoring. The only thing Tampa's better at is stopping a run, but I don't think they can beat the Colts here. I like the Colts. 
How about this? If you had to pick between the Browns, um, the Brown. Wait a minute. Let me let me look. Texans, Steelers, Colts, and if both of them, all three of them, were six and five, who would you take out of that group to make the playoffs? Yeah, Texans, Steelers, Colts, Colts. Man, that's tough. They'd all three be six and five. They could all three be six and five uh, come Monday. I think the better teams the Texans, then the Colts, and the Steelers. I agree. Um, Cleveland at Denver. Denver has a shot here to get to six and five. Yeah, they've been playing some good football. Like we said, four wins in a row for Denver. Uh, Cleveland's got one of the best defenses in football. If it's not the best, it's between them and the Ravens. On paper, I think the Ravens are slightly better. But when you watch them play, I think uh, Cleveland's defense is better. Uh, Denver just doesn't get no pressure on that defensive line. One of the worst teams in the NFL in sack percentage. You got a young quarterback in Cleveland. It's a tough game. The game's basically what? What is it? It's one and a half. It hasn't moved all week. It opened one and a half. It's still one and a half. Totals at 36, which I think is a little short. Denver has a nice home field advantage up there with the altitude, but it's, this one's a tough one. Uh, I kind of like Cleveland plus one and a half. I think their defense is just so much better than Denver's. I know Denver's been playing some pretty good football over the last four games, but I, th- I think Cleveland's a better team. You know, I didn't ask you. Buffalo at Philly. What do you got? <laughs> Buffalo's a weird team, right? They've lost four games this year by one score or less, and that's not even counting the first game of the season against the Jets when they lost. Which they team. came back and crushed them 32-6 last week. Yeah, and uh, it's a tough one. Game opened up three and a half, went to three. Short work week, too. It is. I kind of like Buffalo plus three and a half. I think they won the game. Uh, they have the better point differential on the season than the Eagles do. They got the better quarterback, much better quarterback, even though he hasn't showed it this year, but he is the better quarterback. I like Buffalo here, plus the points, and I think they win the game outright. <laughs> Go Birds! <laughs> Fuck. Kansas City, at, Kansas City at the Raiders, man. Lines up to 10. I mean, 10 point road favorites in the NFL, but you got a short total. Total's down to 43 and a half. I think the Raiders can hang around. I mean, anytime, you know, a team like Kansas City plays Philly, the following week, both teams will, will underperform, man. It was it was a tough game for both teams. Uh, anything over 10, I kind of like the Raiders. Give me the Raiders plus 10. I think they hang huh. around. Okay. Yeah. So you. You're taking the points, but you think KC wins. Oh, no, I think Kansas City wins. That's a, that's a big number, though, especially coming yeah. off a big, grueling game against a team like the Eagles. Uh, yeah, I like the Raiders, plus 10. Baltimore at the Chargers. This is a weird game here. Baltimore against Chargers. This Chargers team, every game, like we, we said, every, it's a rerun of the game that just happened, right? They lose, like, this, this team finds more ways to I'm surprised Brandon Staley is still the coach. Um, and they and they really end right. They're giving you the hook three and a half. Chargers plus three and a half. Ah, the right sides of Chargers plus three and a half here. I just, I just, I gave up betting on that team. I'm not going to invest in them anymore. They break your heart each and every week. Uh, but the right side, I think, is the Chargers here plus three and a half. You think is Baltimore one of those teams that can win a Super Bowl in your opinion? Man, I love Lamar Jackson during the regular season, but in the playoffs, I mean, one win. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and it's like dropping off a cliff. His regular season stats, his regular season win percentage, and then the playoffs on the other side. Man, it's tough. Uh, I mean, they, yeah, they can win a Super Bowl. It's just he, He's got to come up big in the playoffs, and he hasn't done it so far. And against the better teams with the better defenses, he comes up short each and every time in the playoffs. So, yeah, but they can do it this year. Philly Godfathers got the Buffalo Bills winning Sunday. I love on the line and head to head. <laughs> That's freaking yeah. That's spectacular, man. Monday night, Chicago, Minnesota. Minnesota's still in it. Chicago is never in it. Game opened up four. It's down to three even money. Kicking I mean, what? There's some sharp money on the Bears here. Nobody believes Minnesota's gonna make the playoffs then with Josh Dobbs. Yeah, they can put up some points, though. Their offense is pretty good. Um, I didn't bet the game yet. It's still early in the week. I'm waiting for all the injury reports because uh, that could sway your opinion in the NFL, especially if some key guys and you know key positions are out. I haven't bet the game. I'm not looking to bet the game unless I identify a huge edge on this game. I'm probably not going to bet it. It just seems like a low total to me, though, 43. Uh, if anything, I'd probably go over 43, but I haven't done anything on this matchup yet. Well, finally, my Kane show up, so that game's over. UN destroyed BC 42-20. Yeah. Um, are you buying the Longhorns on the cut? This is college side now. Texas Tech, Texas, you're buying the Longhorns. You think they're going to be a shot to win the national title? Or how about this? You think they get in the Final Four? I don't know. See, I think Bama. I think Bama's the best one-loss team, and I know they beat them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Right now, they're out to win the whole thing. It's 14-1. Alabama's higher at 7-1. Oregon's at 6-1. Ohio State's at 550. Michigan and uh, Georgia basically plus 250. I don't, I don't think they get in the playoffs, to tell you the truth. Um, I don't think they got a shot of winning it. Um, I don't either. I think Alabama's better. I think Georgia's better. I think even Michigan or Ohio State's better. Uh, yeah, I don't think they get in there. What about this Oregon State-Oregon? What do you think of Oregon? I think Oregon's a really good football team. One of the best defenses in the country. Bo Nix. Yeah. Jaden Daniels. Second in the Heisman. I, I yeah. think Jaden Daniels and Penix and Bo Nix, I think it's a three-guy race. Well, right now it's Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix. They're the two favorites. Yeah. Penix. Uh, they're a good team. Oregon's a good team. Uh, they gave that game away to Washington. I think they're the better team. I think they got a shot at getting in. Uh, right now they got what the fourth best odds to win it all at six to one, only behind Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia. So yeah, they're a good football team. I actually like them this week. I laid thirteen on them. So here the big one is Ohio State at Michigan. No Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. Yeah. Um, the quarterback for Michigan hasn't played the greatest. Now is that something to do? How about this? You know, some people are going like this. Look at how he's not played since the, sig the sign signals and all that guy's not there. And I don't think anything has to do with anything. However, the Buckeyes, I don't, you know, they beat Notre, Notre Dame, but I don't know how big a win that is anymore. Looking at this game here, I mean, both teams really don't have signature wins outside of Ohio State beating Penn State and Notre Dame. I think Ohio State's got a better resume than what Michigan does. Um, how do you see this? In, it's in Ann Arbor. Yeah, both teams have great, have great red zone defenses. I mean, Michigan's slightly better. There's no horrible, like you said. And in uh, some crucial moments, that could be big in this game. Uh, I think J.J.'s better than McCord. 
But then, you know, you got Marvin Harrison Jr. and you got Henderson running the ball down people's throats. So they got Who's, big- I, I think Henderson looks like the best back in the country right now. He's he he looks good. And who's better, who's the who's a better athlete than Marvin Harrison Jr.? I mean, so you got some weapons there. Uh what's, the, what's the line on this? It, it was four, went down to three, it's back to three and a half. The only thing that scares me about taking Ohio State is Michigan is ranked third in the country in turnover margin, and Ohio State's ranked 59th. So they, they give away the ball every once in a while a little too much. And a game like this, that's real close. If you if you lose a turnover battle one to nothing, you lose the game like 65% of the time. I think Ohio State can cover four-point spread. I took them plus four. Uh, because Harbaugh is not going to be on the field. I think that's going to hurt Michigan a little bit. But I think Michigan's the better team. I think Michigan wins the game. But when they're giving you four points, I think it's a field goal game, to be honest. Uh, you think it's know. high scoring or low scoring? I mean, what did he put up last year? A ton of yards, a ton of points. Uh, you got two good defenses, man. I, I think it's a lower score, scoring game this year. Uh, but I like Ohio State. I took them plus four. You taking them out right, too? No, no, I hope not. You think, I got, you think Michigan wins outright, right? Yeah, I got nine to one ticket on Michigan to win the whole thing. I got three dimes on them. If they win the whole thing, or I win twenty seven thousand. If they just get to the national championship, I can hedge my bet and guarantee myself fifteen grand risk free. So I'm hoping Michigan don't lose here, uh, because if they get in the playoffs, they'll probably end up in the college football championship. But you know, you get four points. Michigan might be slightly better. I think they got the better quarterback, even though McCord might have better numbers. He's got more weapons, but I think McCarthy's the better quarterback. Uh, yeah, plus four points, a lot of points in, in, in a game this close. But they are at home, Michigan, so I think they win the game. Just for shits and giggles, say it was Georgia-Michigan in the national title game. Who would you take? <laughs> Georgia's it's an SEC school, school, man. I mean, Georgia's – Well, who? What, what do you think would be a tougher odd – Odds for Michigan to win it, Bama or 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 Georgia? Because I got to tell you, don't think that this can't happen. Alabama upsets Georgia, and yet the committee still puts Georgia in the Final Four because you have two one-loss teams out of the SEC. I mean, somebody. I mean, one of these other teams folds. I mean, I don't think look, Florida State's not going anywhere. They've already penalized them for the quarterback, Jordan, or Travis Jordan being injured. So so who gets in? You got Georgia. If Michigan beats Ohio State, Michigan's in. If Oregon beats Washington, right? Uh, but then you gotta put one more team in. You might put Alabama in there if they if they beat Georgia, right? Yeah. So you might have two teams from the SEC. See, I think the way you get two in is Bama beating Georgia. That's where you'd have to really have a tough conversation. And to me, the odd team out is Texas because somebody from the Pac-12 is going in there this year. Yeah. There's, there's three great teams out there this year that I think could compete for it. Yeah, it's probably going to be Oregon. So Yeah, Oregon. That's a tough game, man. I don't know if Michigan can beat Georgia, but I'm just hoping they get there. Uh, but once they get there, anything can happen. It depends on how banged up. Uh, Georgia, you know, is going into the college football championship. I mean, injuries are huge. You know that. Man. You know what I mean? So, how about the Iron Bowl, Alabama Auburn? It's in <laughs> Auburn betting. too. I'm not, I'm not betting against Alabama down the stretch. I, I I like to dub this game the shit bowl, FSU versus the Gators. It's in <laughs> it's in Gainesville, where it's where the alligator farm is. So, um, <laughs> I, these two loser programs. Uh, <laughs> 
spoken like a real guy that went to yeah. Miami. God Sorry, man. did I did I did I show my colors there a little bit? I apologize. <laughs> the game opened six. It's up to seven. It's on that key number seven. I kind of like Florida plus seven. I think they can hang around, man. I think they can hang around here. I really don't care. Last one here for you. <laughs> Notre Dame, Stanford. Um, it's in Stanford and Palo Alto. You know, I like the job that Freeman's done with that football team, man. Even though I'm not a gigantic Notre Dame guy either, I do I do dig some good things are going on there. Touchdown, Jesus. Try, try and guess what the spread is. It's 27 points. You're kidding. Yeah, 26 and a half. Stanford yeah. sucks that bad. Yeah, and the total is only 50. I'm taking Stanford. Yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like. I didn't touch the game. I'm not looking to bet the game. The whole world's going to bet Notre Dame. Uh, if it gets past 27, I'm seeing 26 and a half right now. If it gets to like 27 and a half, uh, you got to take nibble on the dog for small money. I mean, that's a lot of points. Beat Notre Dame one year, 58 to 7. Wow. Biggest loss in the history of the program. I go back to – see, look, here's my high school. I played at Catholic High in Stanford, and the nuns go like this. Why would you beat God's team so bad? And I went, <laughs> touchdown Jesus took a knee today. <laughs> I go, she's like, how could you do that? And i like, do what? Because you, you, beat, you beat God's team. I'm like, God's team? <laughs> oh, I resent, I resent that team. <laughs> I resent that team. Oh, I do, man. Uh, anyway, hey, how was the turkey day, man? It was good, man. I had my mom cooked a bunch of food. My wife cooked a bunch of food. The best of both worlds, Greek food, Puerto Rican food. I mean, I was just uh, – I probably gained 15 pounds, but it's all right. It's all right. Oh, yeah, in about 10 minutes here, man, I'm getting ready to dive in and start devouring. Like, you know what? I'm like a serial killer. I clean everything off the bone. When it comes to eating turkey, man, I'm a cereal eater. It's so good. And everything else that comes with it, all the sides, oh, all the desserts. Oh, my it's God. So I haven't had sugar in a while. I've cut out sugar for a long time. and Man, I overdosed on sugar yesterday. Between the baklava, the tres leches, and all the other stuff they made, it was it was just so good. God bless them. Yeah. Well, I had a hunk of coconut cream pie last night just to <laughs> make you. Someone goes, Sills, you want a slice? No, no, no. I want a hunk. <laughs> Philly Godfather, tell people how they can find you, my friend. Uh, go birds. And you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Philly Godfather. You can stop by the phillygodfather.com. Uh, here come the Cowboys. Let's be honest. Birds fans, you got to be honest. I'm going to hook you up to a lie detector test. You know you're scared. Here come the Cowboys. Oh, and he's picking the Bills to win this weekend with the money in outright. Whoa, how you doing? All right, bro, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much, man. Have a great weekend. God bless. I'll see you, man. All right, let me take a quick time out. Keep it here on the National Football Show. and Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program assures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. I should have asked him because Tone asked the question, how much money does he lose when it comes to betting against the birds? I, I don't know if he, he he's got a grand slam total, man, since he's come aboard here. So, hey, Tone, if you're free, man, jump on here for the last minute here. I want to get your take on, on Sunday here. Tone, you know what Tone's, you know, you know what he was doing behind the scenes too? He's talking shit on him nicely. <laughs> you're nicely, slick, dude. Nicely, nicely. Hey, you're slick. Hey, listen, man. All I know is people keep talking about luck these days. You said it best. Nine and one. That don't look, that don't look like luck to me. You know what I mean? That's, that's, no, no, no. That's, that's all I'm nine saying. Nine and one plus 14 and three. You know, my, my, th- my thing is. That's, why 23 the Cowboys- that's 23 and six. Why haven't the Cowboys taken advantage of their own luck? I mean, they lose. They, they, as a matter of fact, they must be lucky to lose to the good teams and unlucky to beat the bad teams. That that, yeah, that might wait, be how their luck works. Yeah, but you know wait, I mean? Tone. He said you'd be six and four in the AFC. Hey, listen. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. We all have dreams. We all have nightmares. What's reality? We're in the NFC. Let's talk about what's happening in, in real life here. He said that um, also that Josh Allen's a superior quarterback to uh, Jalen. Hey, listen, last time I last time I checked, winning pays the bills. Not 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 the stat sheet. You know what I mean? Last time I checked. 
Who has a better line this weekend? Who has the better what? Who has a better line, Allen or Hurts? Or the- we have to look beyond the numbers. Hmm. I mean, I think Allen's going to throw for more yards. Okay. I mean, but but I mean, Kirk Cousins throws for a lot of yards. I mean, Dak oh. Prescott throws for a lot of yards. So they're going to be fool's gold yards. I mean, you know, you you call. Did it what you, you see want. that? Did you see that little shitty smirky one like this? Like, <laughs> that's not a shitty you know I mean? smirk. That's actually a confidence smirk. Listen, man. All I know is nine and one versus six and five. You Somebody... don't think there's any way in hell the Bills win this game Sunday? They're not beating us. They're a talented team. They're going to push us. Don't get it. Too... They're a good team. They're a good, good quarterback, good head coach. The Eagles aren't going to run over them. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is the Eagles are going to win the game. They're going to win the game. My score prediction was what? 30-23? 30-21. I'm rolling with that. I'm sorry. 30-21. Excuse me. 30-21. I'm rolling with that. I got 31-21. I'm rolling with that. Listen, man, I tell people all the time. We can talk about Allen this, Allen that. I say it all the time. You know you're lucky. is not enough. Talent is not enough. You're a lucky 9-1 team, according to some. Not hey, me, listen, man. Hey, listen. According to some, I'm. Listen, man. I can't. I can't. I can't argue what people feel in their heart, man. If he if he's comfortable losing money, it's all right. It's all right. I don't think there's anything lucky about beating the Dolphins, the Cowboys. The geez. come on, man. Hey, I don't think there's anything lucky in it. Real quick before I get you out of here, Ohio State, yeah. Michigan. What do you got tomorrow? Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, I feel like Michigan is Michigan is playing with some Michigan is playing with this kind of fire. I think Michigan wins that game. Yeah, man. I like the way that coach responded and acted yeah. when those players all were sitting there. By the way, Tone, I'm sorry for keeping you two minutes over because we got to hit up on that thing there. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, listen, you're good. You're good. You're oh, no, good, no. Then, then this is for me because I'm two minutes past the number here and I got to go get my grub here, man. And I know everyone else wants to get their grub. Hey, listen, I got some corn. I got some cornbread waiting for me, some apple pie. Listen, man, I, I, I got some stuff yeah, my waiting wife for me, makes okay? kick-ass cornbread too, man. Oh, man. Wow. She's te- she's from Texas, you know? She makes oh, yeah, a- you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she makes a kick-ass cornbread, man. Wow. She's really great. She gets man. some cornbread and she gets cornbread and, like, all kinds of great stuff that she puts around that. Tone, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. All of you out there. Sir. Football Monday, too. Don't forget, 2 to 6. Xander, Big Joe, we appreciate it. Thank you guys again. We'll see you Monday on a football Monday. Bills, Eagles, rest of the NFL. 10 and 1, baby. <laughs>
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.